mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 21, I believe it is. We are going through a little mini apocalypse in the uh, quasi-studio that we have here with all of us being in different locations, everyone on lockdown, and my producer has coronavirus. That is not a joke. That is serious. So we are working on a secondary software system. I apologize if the sound quality isn't elite like it normally is, but uh, we're going to try and make this work. And Bobby, I'm just going to pray because I'm in charge of this. We know what happens every time I'm in charge of a fucking project. There's a pretty good chance I'll end up deleting the recording and no one will ever hear this, right? Don't jinx it, bro. Don't jinx it. Not now. We're, th- we're three hours behind schedule. <laughs> <laughs> we literally, you have no idea what happened in the pre-show. I'll, I'll wait to bring everyone in. So let me first introduce the crew. Bob's Lessons. You can follow him on Twitter, at Bob's Lessons. Bob, you've been popping lately, bro. I really like that little uh, those little uh, private group Twitter periscope things that you're doing at night, son. Yeah, that's, those have been a lot of fun because I get to uh, interact with everybody. And I come to realize a lot of people that are listening and tuning into the No Mercy pod, they got a lot of good information, you know. So we've been kind of like feeding back and forth. Had a couple people, <clears throat> you know, call in and join the group. And it's uh, just been like a cool little fireside chat thing to do, you know. I mean, while we're yeah, all. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. So follow at Bob's Lessons. Uh, let's see how the production value and everything goes on this show. So, again. Bear with us if this doesn't sound great. We're just trying to get an emergency pot out. The rest of them will be good going forward uh, once Rusty survives the Rona. But Janet is joining us today. Deplorable Janet, you have become a cult hero within the mercenaries on the fireside chats that Bobby's doing. Half my tweets are about Deplorable Janet. I have tons, tons of women followers now, I think in large part to you, which I'm very happy about. But Janet, how are you doing this evening, my dear? I am doing fantastic, although I am out of beer. I know. That is bad. How many beers have you drank already, Janet? I have had six. <laughs> you're not, Wait, you're not hold on a second. I, will I am not even getting warmed up yet. No, I'm so, not. So Janet records at my place, and she came over with six at three o'clock and was done with them by four. So she's been out of beer for two <laughs> hours. Okay. She, she slammed Janet. six. I wanted to leave to go get more beer, and I was told I couldn't. Well, we thought we were going to start three hours ago before the pre-show debacle. I know, right? I need to take a fucking nap now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the fourth member of our crew for today, we obviously also have Ben Jammin and all the other all the other guys here. But for today's show, uh, the bod, I haven't heard from the bod. Have you heard? Have you heard from Kurt? Uh, I haven't Bobby. heard from Kurt all day. We're wondering where he is. I know they're in con- quarantine. Mr. Mr. President. I, hold on. I'm actually sitting with Donald right now. People are not aware that I am Q. Uh, Mr. President, can you uh, can you grab Kurt for me? Kurt. Where's Kurt? Where is Thank you, Mr. President. I'm right here at your service. The fuck's up, son? <laughs> Brought out the team bodied up, who apparently is 100% healthy. Oh, you feeling good, Kurt? No, I'm not feeling good. My team is way too healthy. Apparently, the play was to pick up all the British people who are every day. There's killing a new it. British person. Literally there. killing it. Bobby, didn't I just say you start off? We got to try not to cut in because we're working on shitty software. 
Dude, he he started talking about British people. I'm like loaded. Yeah, Bob gets a bonus. He's, he's so excited about <laughs> like so for those of you that don't know, we did the coronavirus draft, right? Which is sweeping the nation right now. And I'm going to go through a little bit of a rundown to start. The podcast today, we're going to talk about JFK. We're going to talk about Snopes. We're going to talk about Mel Gibson. Uh, we're going to get into some of the stuff we've touched on before, but we want to get it on record before the apocalypse happens. But, but like, just notice as we go on the level of vigor, fury, and fire in Bob's lessons when we talk about the Corona draft. And then notice his chill demeanor when we're not talking about the Corona draft. So you guys can hear that draft on episode, what was it, 17 and 19, Kurt? Yes, 17 and 19. Yeah, so the first part of episode 17, the last part of episode 19, it's hysterical. We did a whole draft board. We did a 20-round draft, and we each took people. The only person to actually land a kill so far, I have a coronavirus-positive test from Harvey Weinstein, my first-round pick. So I'm the only one to land a smash on a corona right now. But we have a lot of proximity points going around, so we'll fill, fill you in on all that. But watch out for Bobby. He's a, he's a complete psychopath with this. We're also going to try and get Uncle Danny to join us at the end of the pod. Bobby, do you want to explain what just went down with Uncle Danny and why we started two hours late? Explaining Danny how to get do anything on a computer is like <laughs> explaining to a monkey quantum physics. <laughs> That's literally what we were doing right now. For, for on top of that, you hear birds chirping and dogs barking in the background, like, like he's on an animal farm. Like, he like, had to call. He had to call Joyce in. Kurt, I, I think we knew we were fucked the second I said, "Dan, what's your email?" And he gave it to me, and it ended in AOL.com. Yeah, the simple way to explain this is Dan has AOL.com as his email, and he doesn't have a Chrome browser. So, how about so we had to manually read, like all of us, me, Janet, Bob, Ben. Whenever we do this, we just send a link, click the link, and we're in. So he's working on some foreign alien technology from like the 1960s. And we're reading him as we're reading. Him, he had to manually put in the code, which is like, you know, the thing dot phtqr 75 dash two, four, three, Y, blah, blah, blah. And remember when we got to, the, I don't know how we didn't record it. Remember when we got to the letter Y and I was like, why? And he goes, the letter, like, no, the color. <laughs> and you were like, you're like, R numeral. <laughs> R slash Y. Like the letter? <laughs> <laughs> no, the color, Dan. Put the color. And the color. And you are yeah, put the color. And then he's like, I'm having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> oh my he God. had to bring his wife in to do it. And thank God Joyce, our aunt, uh, was able to do it because she's the smart one in the family. So uh, so we'll get to that. It's funny you say aunt because some people might not know we're related because we do have new listeners. Right. We do. We do. Um, thanks in large part to, uh, to myself. But... Um, <laughs> Please. And Janet. Yeah, I mean, Please. Janet. no one else. No one else. But uh, if you guys missed it, I just did a spot on True Reporting. Uh, follow them on Twitter, T R U. It's True Reporting, right? Yeah. Right, T R U. T R U. No, I know it's T R U, but reporting, yeah, not reporter. Uh, True Reporting at T R U Reporting. It's also my pin tweet. Check that out. They do a fantastic job over there. Thomas is just a monster. Bob, you've been a big fan of True Reporting for a while, right? Yeah, I've been watching him, gosh, probably like a year and a half. It was hilarious because earlier this week, it was like 4 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, ah, I'm going to smoke a bowl and see what Q's up to. And uh, True Reporting pops out. And lo and behold, five minutes into this thing, he's like, let's go to this thread by Tommy G. And I'm like, 
you've got to be kidding me. Like the simulation is real. Like it's yeah, the simulation is I'm watching my cousin's thread on a YouTube video at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah. And he hit me up. I did the the interview on there. I thought it was a great interview. It was a lot of fun, uh, but they do a great job. He had an inevitable on there the other day, just phenomenal guests, phenomenal content. I don't know what the fuck I was doing on there, but, uh, but it went, it went good. It was fun. So check that out. Talked about a lot of shit on there. And, um, Janet has brought us a lot of female listeners, as we said, which we're very happy for. So we'll try and tone down the uh, excessive cursing and perversion. There is definitely a spike in the female audience because I see it in the DMs and on the timeline. And I'm like, why are people, why are females listening to us? It's because I went to video. That's why. They finally put a face to the name. I went to video with my Periscope and they're like, whoa, there's good looking people in the conspiracy realm. And no one, I said it's because of me, Kurt, and no one's giving Janet credit. Hey, can I rename myself as Conspiracy Thought? (laughs) (laughs) Thought. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, surprisingly, I actually looked at the numbers. I was talking to a couple people in the industry. Surprisingly, it's actually about 49% uh, females in the conspiracy world. And I think it's like 80% boomers. So we're going to have a nice, nice Tommy G audience. So if if any of you ladies are single and within about an earshot from uh, New Jersey, Hit me up. Tommy. Hit up the bod. Slide in, girls. But um, so let's get to it here. So let's start with the draft. Uh, we're going to talk about JFK. We're going to talk about Snopes, all that stuff. Let's start with a rundown of the draft board right now. I'm not going to read you the whole draft board. You can go listen to the episodes. We posted on Twitter. Follow at No Mercy Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can get access to the draft boards and all that stuff we're doing. But uh, basically, quick cliff note version. We did a 20-round draft. We have a rules and scoring system, for those of you that are new. Uh, You get six points if you draft someone that gets coronavirus, nine points if they get arrested, 12 points if they die, and then you get one point for a family or friend, one point for social media oddities, i.e. Madonna, Ellen, Uh, one point if they resign, step down, or disappear for an extended period of time. Uh, You get negative three points because we have waivers, so you could pick people up. You could drop someone and pick them up, but you only get four waiver picks. I've used all mine. Bob's used three of his. Kurt and Janet are still fully loaded. But uh, if you're going to drop someone after you've lost your four waivers, you're going to cost you three points. So it's negative three points. And then Janet lost one point for picking me in the draft. Have we decided how long this league is going to run? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, Bob, we need a storm to hit first. I mean, they're keeping all this under wraps right now. We need a storm. So it's going to run until the storm hits. So hopefully it's going to run for another few weeks. Kurt, you know but, what that means, right? It's going to run until Tommy wins. It's going to uh, run as long as Well, there yeah. will be no ending to this. But Tom's winning right now, right? Or is it Bob? Yeah, of course I'm winning. I'm the best. Tom yeah, probably Bob. wants to shut it down right now. I, I think we should shut it down right now. I think it's run its course. <laughs> I think but we should. It's annoying that there's not a new celebrity every single day. They because have they no have respect for our game. They have to hide it. That's what they said. That's what the whole, you know, Anon boards and Q posts and all that was. They were saying, like, people keep saying we should address this first before we go to the board. So, Constantino, I just told him I was doing a podcast. He's telling me to call. Yeah, but that was three Um, hours ago. Yes, actually, that's true. That was three hours ago. (laughs) We should have been done by now. So so here's the thing. A couple rules for you on Twitter. One, stop fucking tagging Hillary Clinton and shit on my posts. If I want to tag Oprah or Hillary Clinton... I'll fucking tag them myself. Why? Okay. Because I don't want to get suicided. We so what I do. Clinton gives a shit about you. <laughs> Kurt. Where's Kurt? 
Yes, I'm worried she does. Okay. Like, the, the more followers we get and the bigger this gets, yes. Hillary Clinton sees you as a threat. <laughs> yes, Kurt. Where's so Kurt? If Tommy G is <clears throat> suicided anytime soon, it's because of the tagging and the Hillary Clinton yeah, stuff. <laughs> wait, wait, hey, can I can I point something else? Point something else out. Janet would get six points in the league. I know, if you I get know two. right? Janet's hey. going to get death points on me. Hillary so Janet, Clinton, Janet, if you're listening, to- <laughs> oh, God. I'll be giving the eulogy at the funeral. And be like fucking Hillary Clinton. These assholes tagged Hillary Clinton, and this is what happens. I'm just telling you, stop tagging these motherfuckers, okay? Because if you here's the thing people don't know. I'm not bragging about this. I'm just stating a fact that most people don't know because most people don't have that little stupid blue check mark. When you have that, you get an option on your Twitter to just see content from other people with blue check marks. Right. So the celebrity now I'm not at that level. I, you know, these guys have 700,000 followers, millions, 50 million followers. I'm at 70,000 and I already can't keep up with my mentions. If I take a shit, I miss a hundred of them. Right. Let me ask you. So hold on. I'm not done talking. Kurt. Oh, my bad. I, I don't want to interrupt you. We're on a secondary software system. By the way, Kurt's my brother. For those of you who don't know, that's why I beat the shit out of him all show. But so what happens is, shut the fuck up. So what happens is, I even get to the point where that's the first thing I do when I log on to the phone after six hours. Right? I'll go in and I'll say, "Oh, let, I work my way down." I go to the verified column and see if anyone important uh, messaged me. Then I go to no, uh, mentions. Then I go to all. So if you're like a fifty million. Follower celebrity, if you're wondering how did LeBron James see Kanye's tweet, et cetera, et cetera, that's how. Because there's a filter that just shows verified people. So when you're talking about the fucking Clintons and Oprah and all these people, if they are going to check their responses, that's how they respond to each other. They go into that goddamn filter and they're going to see me posting fucking pictures of them fucking saying they're dead Mm -hmm. and they're going to murder me. So Mm -hmm. please stop tagging Hillary Clinton in the fucking posts. Thank you. So that's why. What? Do you think Hillary Clinton has ever seen your name because of this? Uh, yes. All right. Yes, I do. All right. Fair enough. I'm scared. Okay. I'm very nervous. Final answer? Final answer. Okay. Guys, protect Tom. <laughs> protect give, this house. Or Take give me, me points. Kurt, Kurt, Janet's talking. She says five words every three minutes, and you can't let her say the fucking words? Fuck. All right, go. I oh, said Janet. or... Give me points. Oh, Jesus. Janet's encouraging people to you, you know I love you. <laughs> Janet wants 12 points more than my life. <laughs> and Bob probably wants it too because then he becomes the host. So, yeah, definitely. Bob's definitely looking for those 12 points. So so basically to start with the uh, coronavirus draft, there was something else I was just going to discuss, but I forgot about it. So let's just keep it moving. So to start with the coronavirus draft, updates right now. Uh, Harvey Weinstein went down. Tommy G takes the lead 11 points. So I'm going to go through each of your team and where you think you should have um, family, friends, uh, or any other points. Obviously not Corona points, but we'll start with Bob because Bob is the biggest cheater of everyone in here. And it's not even close. Kurt is usually the one who cheats on everything. But we're starting to see the gene of the cousin of Kurt to identify that when Bobby really wants to win something, because this is his wheelhouse. He's the conspiracy guy so he's dying to win this and he's been cheating non-stop trying to get association and social media points i want everybody to listen to what i'm about to say and if anybody thinks i'm cheating please let me know because everybody's been backing me up on every 
single point that I have. And I'm going to okay, prove so it. So your fans on Twitter are defending you. Okay, that makes All sense. Seven Let me them, ask yeah. the group here. Kurt, do you feel Bobby has been cheating? Yeah, well, here's the problem. You have the Queen of England, and you're trying to get proximity points for everything related to England. Wait, what if I got... And if anyone gets it in America, I want proximity points. Name me... A re- Nate, do you know who the reason why? Sorry, I'm fucking drunk. I don't, we're all drunk, by the way. I should mention that. Who, who started gave you dr- let me fill everyone in. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, what happened was we were supposed to record at 3 p.m. We started drinking because we we're like, let's get a little buzz on. So, we all had a few drinks. Janet drank a 12 pack. And now Janet's out of beer and we're all still drinking. So, everyone's hammered right now. So, expect this to be a shit show. Go, Bob. Kurt, Queen of England, who's the proximity point for the Queen of England? I don't know. Who'd you take so far? Well, no, answer that question. You said that I'm well, trying to get... According to you, Bob, the whole UK. Yeah. <laughs> you got... Hey, you listen. Alba or whoever the fuck else has it. Tom <laughs> okay, so Tom, you got the same point I did when... I got uh, one point, right. And I'm done. Charles. And that's why I said we're going to put a rule. You only get one point. You can only max out at one proximity point. That's however, it. however, did she not also get a step-down point, which you awarded me before I got the proximity point? Um, that's a different discussion. So I get two points right now from the Queen of England. Not one, but Did she two. step down or resign? She stepped down and re- and gave over her duties or whatever you call it. So she's no longer active right now. Okay, so you get two proximity points for the Queen of England. Well, I get a proximity point and a step you get two, down. Two, two secondary points, PPR. So those are not debatable, right? Okay, so right now you have your number one pick, Oprah, who, for those of you that missed it, Bob was victory lapping the shit out of Oprah all over the internet, talking <laughs> about how he's the best and blah, blah, blah. And he was. He was the first one out the gate to get controversy and chaos. So you got your Oprah point for, for social media oddity. Um, now you're looking for an Oprah point for Harvey Weinstein. Yes. Now they're not related. They don't live together. Nothing. Well, let me ask Janet. Janet, do you think I should be awarded a proximity point for Harvey Weinstein and Oprah? I do case? because they hung out together all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the time. There. When I think Oprah, hundreds I think of pictures, hundreds right. of pictures of them together, hugging and you know, oh, cuddly on each other. Kind of like Bob and I do, but those pictures are not available. I, there's even an article from Seal, a celebrity, talking about Oprah's relationship with Harvey Weinstein. Right. There's pictures of I him. We all know the connection. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Constantino, I'm on a podcast. I'll call you when I'm done. So, all right, I'll give you that. I'll give it to you just, just to make it easy. All right. Ellen, one point. Wait. I, I, what? So Oprah gets two? Yeah, you'll get that two. Easy? Oh, my God. We had like an hour-long text exchange. Well, no, there's a, re- there's a reason for this. So uh, you know. Oh, I'm, you're going to get a point. I'm always going to big. I'm always going to big brain everything. Like, it, yeah, I'm smart. Uh, Ellen, you obviously got a social media oddity point. Adam Schiff, you got a point for family friend. Uh, yeah, someone, one of his staffers got his it. His staffer, yeah. Okay, so, so all right, so, that's, so you get his whole staff. Okay. Uh, Tom DeLong. You got a social media oddity point with his NWO post. The Pope, we had to do a lot of investigation on the pre-show. Uh, you are claiming that the Pope was in the same quarters as someone. As a clergyman. Right, which it is now a hotel that they were in, basically. And uh, he probably couldn't have been there. But you were going to end together, up getting... He helped, he helped with the masses. That's what clergymen yeah, do, okay. with all the See, services. Don't, don't talk past the clothes. I'm going to give you the point. So <laughs> I'm giving you the point just because you're going to end up with a Pope point because the whole fucking country has it. So 
you'll, you'll get it. Anderson Cooper, you're getting a, a proximity, a family friend point for uh, whatever that fucking retard's name is. Yeah. yeah, whatever his name is. Uh, death, he died? Didn't he die? Definitely or did he just get it? Definitely didn't die. Keep drinking my claw over there, you fucking beta. Uh, and then we're going to give you Kathy Griffin. Why are you getting Kathy Griffin? That I agree with. She posted a quarantine photo of her saying, she, All right, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's yeah. right. Okay, all right, but I don't know if that's odd for her, but yeah, we'll, we'll give it right. All right, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten points for Bob. Is Thank that you. fair, Bob? That are, is... you, are you happy with your point total? Yeah, see, was that so difficult? Why was it so I mean, difficult? Fought, pre- fought it because, because I caved for you, that's why. <laughs> um, so what we did is we changed the bench spot to a captain spot. So we now have a captain spot. Any points accrued before today in that captain spot will not be doubled. But your captain spot will get 2x on all the points. So, Bob, who are you putting in your captain spot? So I got the, I'm got i putting the Queen of England because I, I feel like she's going to get it. And because the mortality rate is so high and the elderly, she's, she's going to get it. And she's going to croak. That's 18 points. And I don't know if you can multiply that by two. That's 36, Wait. ladies and gentlemen. That's 36 points doubled. Yeah. All right. All right. So 36 potential points for the queen. Kurt, do you agree with that assessment? I don't think you do. Uh, with the queen? I think that's mm-hmm. fucked up, though, because she's like 900 years old. Janet, should she, we have a cap on age of who you can yeah, put in your... if she dies, he automatically... Is your name Janet? Is your name Janet? <laughs> Is your name, do, you, do you fucking have Janet on you your driver's license? me, so I was rolling, and then you just stopped kicking to me out of nowhere. I got bored kick of it. to me or don't kick to me. <laughs> Janet. Janet. Kurt, I need to hear Kurt. your opinion. Thank you, Janet. Janet kicks it right back to me. Kurt. Kurt. I'm right here, Mr. President. Hey, listen, has the president ever called looking for you? No. <laughs> Fucking dipshit. Now, listen. <laughs> I 100% agree. Anyone over the age of 65 cannot be in your captain's spot. Well, uh, 65 is low. You got to go 80 or something. Yeah, but the right? average age of death is what, 68? No, it's but like 85. These people drink baby's blood, Shut dude. up. You are completely banned from talking because you're a cheater. The, three <laughs> of us, the, board, <laughs> the board will decide. We will make a decision as a board. So I'm going to save myself for last. Kurt, you are saying no, and you're saying under 80 years old. Yes, I agree. Yes. Okay, Janet, what do you think? I'm gonna actually side with Bob because oh, he's gonna he's gonna pick up a shit ton of points, ladies and gentlemen, if that happens. Oh, drunk Janet is the best Janet. I oh. know. I love drunk Janet. <laughs> All right. So you're saying Bob should be able to put the queen in there. Bro, she's I ninety-three know. fucking years old. Kurt, there's a board of three and she's outnumbered. I am going with a no. Under eighty years old. Gavel. I need a gavel sound effect. Like, Wait, hold on. Can I? Do I not get to defend nope. my case? No, I have one thing. The dictatorship. I welcome have one thing to I fucking, want to say. Welcome to North Korea. What Tom if I Jones do this? Has just spoken. What if she? What if it's only a corona-related death, not just like she nope, dies? No, nope. there's no amendments to this constitution. We are constitutionalists, and look, we I'm literally watching you take my captain out of his spot right now. Well, listen, Bob, your captain's also like reported to already have it stepped down and being about to die, so it's cheating. 
If you would have done it before any of this shit, we might have accepted it. She's basically already on her deathbed and already resigned. Janet, put Tommy in your captain spot because I'm about to fucking kill him. <laughs> I'm about to fucking kill him. You're going to get double points. That would be a good draft right there. Bobby, who would you like to put in your captain spot? I don't even know. You're going to have to pop it back to me because I got to right, I'll, I'll circle back. See, Bobby's cheating again. You guys witnessed Bobby cheating live on air. He takes a 98-year-old who's already stepped down, who's already had tons of rumors about coronavirus going around her. And, and that's what Bobby's been doing for months. All right, give me okay. the Pope. Give me the Pope. No, you can't. The Pope's fucking too old too, isn't he? What are you doing? Pick someone fucking that's like a normal age. <sighs> Come back to me. <laughs> the Pope, Kurt. Oh, you traded it to the Pope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, welcome back. <laughs> where, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Fucking Pope. What's the Pope's age? Let me check this. Who cares? It's a, it's a, it, I don't care if the Pope's 40. He doesn't get the Pope. He's 93 years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. My bad. He's 83. He's 83. Come on. Right, that's over 80. No, you don't get the Pope. This is ridiculous. Right. This is half All my right, roster. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what yeah, Bob's draft strategy was take everyone who's going to die even if they don't get corona. That was his plan. All right. Janet, let's kick to you. Adorable Janet, I like to call her, but follow her deplorable Janet on Twitter at deplorable Janet, um, who I actually voted last night. And Bobby shockingly agreed with me is the most knowledgeable person on the entire podcast. Right, Bobby? Oh, thank you. I did agree. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you tell Janet I said that or no? I did. He did. Oh, all right. Good. Good. He I did. To he called good, me good. while I was running errands today. Yeah. yeah. So Janet is by far the most knowledgeable. Drunk Janet. We'll see. I don't know. It's like prison Mike when I have my alter ego. So we'll see. I know. So it's, Janet, start, it's starting to wear off. I'm, it kind of sucks. Oh, you'll lock in once you start once you start talking. Yeah. Go smoke some of Bobby's weed or something. You'll be all right. <laughs> um, so Nancy Pelosi was your first pick bunch of CEOs from BlackRock and Comcast. Questionable. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, Rob Reiner, you get a social media oddity point. Uh, Ilan Omar for blowing President Trump. I gave you a social media point for that. That was very Thank strange. Um, so you have two points there. Shockingly, you actually got a point from me, um, which is amazing because our producer has coronavirus. So uh, nice pick with Tommy G in the last pick of the draft. Thank uh, you. I was going to deduct you. a point for picking me, but I want to stay true to the game. It was obviously a good pick in the long run. Uh, and now you had one or two you wanted to debate. Uh, for my captain spot, I'm actually going to pick Mark Zuckerberg. Right. I will allow that. Because Mark Zuckerberg does a lot of really secretive projects with Bill Gates. Okay. So we Bill got Zuckerberg. Bill Gates has been in the news a lot lately, and he stepped down as a CEO recently. So I am going to take him as my captain spot because he definitely deserves it. He's involved in a lot of shady stuff. All right. So Zuckerberg in the captain spot. We'll now go to the great Tommy G, the leader in the clubhouse, the king of the coronavirus draft. I have nailed a corona point with my number one pick of the draft, Harvey Weinstein. Six points right there. I have Katy Perry, Prince Andrew, and Alec Baldwin gaining secondary points. So that puts me at a total of nine. Uh, let me see, six, seven, eight, nine. I have Madonna, which puts me at 10. Her social media has been insane. And because Bobby's getting Harvey Weinstein, I will take my Post Malone proximity point because his producer Get got coronavirus. It's not even a question. It literally, if my Post Malone gets pulled, 
then Bobby's Oprah gets pulled. Post Malone is in All a right. goddamn box. He's in a studio. He's in a box with this man. So it's a proximity point. It's supposed to be people next to you, like Gail King and people that you're close to, not someone you haven't seen in two years, Bob. But I'm definitely taking Post Why Malone. do you think Oprah hasn't seen Harvey Weinstein in two years? Do you think it, it has something to do with the allegations? Like they've been associated for a decade. I, I I will side with you, Tommy, because there's no person closer to a band or an artist than it's than his producer. Right, and yeah. it's just like having a teammate on a basketball. So yeah. I moved to eleven points. Um, is there any I want to debate personally? Joel Embiid is driving me nuts because the Sixers and the Lakers refuse to fucking announce who has coronavirus for some reason. Joe Biden, I do not get his secondary points because I picked him up after uh, his his weirdness, but I'll get one next week, I'm sure. Uh, David Spade, I picked up after. Uh, so I look clean. I look, I'm going to sit there on 11. Uh, it puts me one point ahead of Bob. So that's all I care about. And then the Bob with the weirdest team I've ever seen. Who Who's your captain? Who's your captain? Oh, yeah, my captain. I'm going to go with. See, I should go Prince Andrew because that's an easy one, but I'm not going to cheat like Bob because the whole UK is in shit show. I'm going to go Madonna. I think she's dead by the summer. So I'm going to put Madonna. I really, <laughs> she has yeah. death upside. Yeah, huge death upside. So Madonna's upside. She's got major coronavirus upside. She's got all the one-point categories she's capable of. Huge arrests upside and huge death upside. So this could be a 40-point play for me right here. So I'm going to go Madonna in the captain spot. Uh, Bod, you have the worst, weirdest team I've ever with names like the Rizza from Wu-Tang, uh, Larry Bird, Terry Crews. Well, I'm, right I'm, Kurt, I'm talking, yeah, I'm explaining your team, and then I'm going to kick to you. Uh, okay. Is okay. All right. Okay. Now I'm going to go real quick. I just I'm not done yet. I just I said I was going to finish running it down. Okay. Some other notable names on Kurt's team. Shaggy, Too Dope, Contavious, Caldwell, Pope. Many names that a lot of listeners wouldn't know. So now, Kurt, uh-huh. that's the cue. Uh-huh. Kurt, what would you like to tell us about your team? Okay. I gave you Shaggy, Too Dope, yeah. one point, and Dwayne Wade, one point. So you have two points right now, and you're in last. Okay. Uh, first of all, you said I get a point just for drafting an awesome team. So I have three points. You're going to put that on. And uh, now that was actually that would point was actually for drafting such a horrible team that we said we'd give you an extra point. <laughs> semantics. Just put the point on. Semantics. Now, semantics. You, I just want you to say yes or no. I want a point for Harvey Weinstein because I'm the only one in the draft that didn't have an opportunity to draft him. Oh. Yes or no? I thought you I were think- getting the Harvey Weinstein because he's a juggalo point. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, that's a valid argument, Kurt, that you are the only one because Bob and Janet did have a chance. I drafted them and then you went fourth. But uh, no, you do not get a point. For that. Okay, no, he doesn't get a point. He doesn't get a point for that because if we go back to the audio, he thought your pick was stupid. Oh, that's right. That's Bobby. You know what, Bobby? I'm going to give you half a point. All Thanks. right, enough of you. Come on, Thank my turn. I'm going to give Bob half a point to be at 10 and a half under my 11. Thank I want you. Rihanna because she was trending number one for 24 hours. That's an oddity. That is not odd. She's one of the most famous singers in the world. Kevin Garnett, because Carl Anthony Towns' mother has it, and they're both big men on the T-Wolves. <laughs> and no. a point for the RZA, because he's in the Wu-Tang, and this happened in the Wu. And then- <laughs> <laughs> are you saying? Yeah. Are you trying to argue for a point for RZA because he's in the Wu-Tang and this started in Wuhan? Yes. And then uh, my captain will be Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. All right. So I've reviewed your requests. Yes. Um, and it looks like you're still at two points and in last place. Oh, bro, at least give me the point because you said you were going to give me a point to start the draft. No, that puts you tied with Janet, and I don't deserve that. If Janet gets up to four 
then you'll get and then if you tie her i'm gonna remove it so got it we i have a big move i want to make right now on air a big move what since you took away my captain and i want to go for the block i'm gonna oh, no. take my last oh, no. waiver claim right now okay and I'm going to insert the waiver claim directly as my captain on air. And I'm okay. just, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to drop. Who are you dropping first? I got to drop Dr. Phil. I got to drop Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil. Okay. And I'm going right, to go. immediately. Wait, you got to put the Queen of England back in somewhere. I, I'm putting it okay. in, Bob. Bob's looking at the spreadsheet. I'm putting it in right now. Okay. The Queen. I'm going to immediately pick up Mr. Bill Gates himself because, in an effort of poetic justice, if he ever. Contracts the corona, or I, I feel like I could get death points, association points, a Mark Zuckerberg block on Janet if anything oh, happens. You don't, get, you don't get Gates and Zuckerberg. Are you kidding me, dude? How would I not get Gates and Zuckerberg? They're When's the last in. time you seen them together? When the last time you seen them together? Shit, I'll pull up a picture. Probably yesterday. Yeah, from what nine years ago? It doesn't matter. Gates has the patent on the cure, anyways. Who the fuck gives a shit? Give him whoever he wants. Yeah, all right, good. Yeah, Bob, that was dumb. Pick. Really <laughs> Bill Gates. Yeah, good job. Bill, you just tried to mic drop on the guy who created the virus, who obviously has the cure. Good if job. Bill Gates gets it, that's 40 chess exposed right there. That is a, okay. the official. Okay. We'll give you 17 points if he gets it, okay? Yeah. Write that down. 17 <laughs> points. All right, so, Bob, you are officially out of waiver claims. Yes. All right, so me and you are officially out of waiver claims. Uh, now, anyone we drop going forward will be negative three points. So we will have to sacrifice three points to pick someone up. Okay? Can you trade a player for a waiver claim? Yeah, of course. So if I traded a player, would Kurt have to – like if I trade a player to Kurt, would he have to drop a player because he would have an extra yeah, player? Yeah, just like a fantasy football team. You could trade him like Will Farrell for John Travolta in a waiver claim. Interesting. And then Kurt goes down to only three. Now, keep in mind, Kurt and Janet are in great position here because I don't think they've used more than like one waiver between the two of them. Kurt, who was your waiver claim? Uh, Pete Davidson. Okay, that's right. I got to write this waiver in there. No, All right. No, so between- Pete Davidson was just a, a normal draft pick. He did have a waiver claim, though. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll figure it out off the air. It's bad radio. Yeah. So, um, so Kurt and Janet have tons of waiver claims left. And Bob, we are stupid. Because once someone tests negative, they can drop them and then pick someone up. So we should have waited until we got negative test results. Uh, so that's why I put that rule in to not benefit me and Bob to help the other two who are playing this smart because I am fair and Bob is a cheater. So we will now <clears throat> we will now move on to the meat of our program. Did anyone else have anything else they would like to say before we move on to JFK and all that stuff? No, sir. I didn't see one instance of cheating on my end through that entire segment. Okay. Yeah. I just want that on record, too. And Biden didn't have quid pro quo. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, let's go. What we're going to do now, we're going to pivot. Where did you want to start? We got JFK. We got Snopes. We got uh, JFK. Mel Gibson. JFK. All right. So, for those of you that are not Q followers and are not part of the storm movement, basically, there is a theory, which I think... I think I'm the biggest believer in of all of us. I'm not going to, I'm going to stand on this hill and say it, but let me ask the percentage first before we explain it. Kurt, what are the percentages that JFK Jr. is alive? Alive or Q? Just alive? 
I mean, if he's alive, he's probably cute, right? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, I was 0% 24 hours ago because I listened to a 12-part podcast going over his death. I was 0%. Then I saw the video, and I'm going to put it at 46.7%. The video is actually very compelling. Which video? The one you sent me that he is Q. Oh, so I personally moved you up 50% on your... it a hundred percent. The one thing that sold me is the JFK Memorial in the shape of the queue. And it's the exact queue with the squiggly line going through it. Like it's exact. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Q addressed JFK, I mean, where he said, uh, Q is not, what did he say? Q is not JFK Jr. or something. Well, they asked our, uh, you know, they asked about, is JFK Jr. alive? Right. <clears throat> you said no. And then it does make sense because once senior dies, you're no longer junior technically. So that's And you could also tie in the fact that Q has also said that we need disinformation at times. So right. saying I have to lie about some stuff. All right. So, so you're at 46.7%. Wow. You were at nothing three days ago. It's crazy because I did listen to the podcast about his death. And, and it's very similar to Kobe Bryant to where he flew in – horrible weather where he wasn't qualified to do it and he failed his beacon test like seven times and he should have had a trainer up there with him and he didn't so it 100 percent makes sense that he did die in a plane crash okay uh kurt your internet's garbage bob i'm gonna go 25 percent that he's still alive and zero percent that he's q bob you can't go zero zero go from 25 to zero nothing Nothing zero. Okay, point zero zero one. Zero percent chance that he's Q. Nah, zero. Zero. Is this your is this your second white claw talking? No, this is I there's it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. It has to be somebody that's close to the present, like on a consistent basis. I mean, there have been pictures from Air Force One, there have been other oddities with inside the Oval Office. So you're telling me this JFK Jr. Oh, who, oh. who 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 he would have to be like literally standing yeah, next to Trump as like an advisor. He would, have to, he would just have to be in Air Force One once. No, because they're, you're on Air Force One and then you land and then there's photo ops. What is he? Is he just hanging out in the fucking plane? Like, like the, it just like if you use. No, you could just fly the plane straight up and fly it right back down. and take. Oh, a so picture. is he flying Air Force One? I would or honestly believe if JFK Jr. and Trump were going to have meetings and discussions that yeah they would do it in air force one where they're totally away from all technology and up in the air where no one can see them or hear them. Q, Q is a team of military intelligence close to donald trump and there's a picture of the q team in my opinion that the q team of the people that are working directly with trump pictured in the oval office you have to have cryptology knowledge you have to be near him at all times like if these tweets if all this like timelines are matching up nothing nothing points towards jfk jr being like even having the clearance now i will say though there is that you know he has that um there's that alter ego or that guy that has like Mm -hmm. shows up at all the q rallies yeah yeah that looks just like him um very eerie the other thing about if you look at like by the way by the way let's stay on that for a second so the odd thing about vincent fusca or fusco whatever his name is um is I don't even think it's as much as how much he looks like JFK. I think the crazy thing is the girl that's always next to him yeah. at the events looks exactly with the same style and mouth structure and face 
as JFK's wife. I think actually the wife is more obvious than JFK. And she's always within close proximity without right. being right next to. What are the odds of that? Right. And like, there's a lot of pictures where like his like his nose looks different and like mm-hmm. you know various events. So it's like it's kind of big like, and small, right? Yeah, yeah. It goes like big, small, big, small, and then you know. So there's obvious some type of plastic surgery. I mean, and I'll be honest, the face doesn't look natural at all. It almost looks like yeah, he's no. wearing even like, the hair doesn't hat. look natural. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it looks like somebody that's trying to disguise himself. That's in like uh, right, when you try to cut in, you sound like shit. So just wait. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Bob's zero percent, Kurt, because let me put it this way. Let me let me go through it and then I'll explain it to you, Kurt. Janet, I think I know where Bob's head's at. Janet, what percent are you that JFK Jr. is still alive? And what percent are you that JFK Jr. is Q? I am actually 60-40. 60% that he's alive or Q? 60% that he's alive. Okay. And what are the odds that he's Q? 40. Okay. So 60-40. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i know it's like hours after we were supposed to start but mathing is not that hard <laughs> 60 and 40 were two funny numbers to pick since i think she's actually speaking in q code right now 100 percent. so all right so janet is 40 percent that he's q 60 percent that he's alive um so i'm gonna rephrase this maybe to make more sense of it where i'm at so i am actually 70% that JFK Jr. is alive. And I am 51% that he will be delivering the message. And I am yeah, probably, I don't even, I can't even put a percentage on it. It's like 20% that he's Q. I don't think he's doing the typing, but I think he's part of that team. So I'm going to say he's the one who delivers the message. 51%, and I believe that he is alive at 70%. That's where I'm sitting on that. So, Kurt, I think that's where Bobby's saying, Bobby, what do you think the odds of Q delivering some sort of big message? Because we've already spoken numerous times for a while that any message delivered by Donald Trump is going to be immediately TDS'd by all the libs. They're just going to ignore everything. Even if he showed video footage of Hillary and Bill murdering children people would still say it's a deep fake and trump's trying to be a nazi like it doesn't matter what trump says right, right. well one so of the one of the you mean like q like revealing himself as q like hey i am q or just him or just the team delivering the message of whatever the storm is is that what you're saying yeah i mean there's gonna have to be some sort of if the, so, if the darkness thing happens. yeah according to the comms and this is if all this stuff is legit um that during this darkness period or during any type of major storm or takeout that Trump will be on Air Force One for two reasons. One is to protect himself so he's safe. And the other is because he would need to be silent during this. Because like you said, if he's the one that delivers this message, the Trump derangement syndrome people will never believe it. So yes, I do believe somebody else will have to deliver. If there is ever a message that needs to be delivered, not dying on that hill, but if in some capacity, a message gets delivered to us. It will not be by the president of the United States. Who would be the perfect person to deliver that message? Uh, probably someone close to Trump, like a Dan Scavino or like a – that's a good question. And I don't think you can go any – like I think you have to go completely outside the spectrum of your apprehension. No one's going to listen to Pence or Trump's aid either. Right. It can't be a Republican, can't be a Democrat. Yeah, it's 
got to be someone oh, yeah, it's like. Gotta be, it's got to be JFK Jr. taking a mask off like a Scooby-Doo commercial saying, I'm JFK Jr. <laughs> and this is my message, you know? And then Hillary's in the background like, you snooping kids. Like, is that, is that like, <laughs> and then I come out of the fucking, I come out of the wa- the wagon fucking smoking bud, you know, like where the, I mean, but I mean, listen, it doesn't have to be JFK Jr., but I think it has to be someone that's not Trump. That's not a Republican part of the political process. Like maybe it's an admittance from Tom Hanks or something, right? Like maybe it's, I mean, it's, it doesn't, it have to, in order for the message to be received. If there is that message that happens, keep in mind, we're, we're going to break this down in a second. Yeah. But I'm with Kurt. Like, I don't think it could be any Republican. Well, then maybe the message has to come from the source itself. So, you know, if any of these people are detained in any capacity, like a self-admission on on a videotape of their crimes. And that was actually part of an Anon post is that right. there's a possibility. And like I'm saying, if this all goes down the way people are predicting it, that there's a possibility that this could happen. So, yeah, I mean, if it, if it's a message delivered by someone close to Trump, it will, you know, it won't be taken as seriously than if you see it from the source themselves, but then you still have the excuse of deep fakes. You still have the excuse of deep fakes. And we, that, you know, they always have that. So, well, we talked about that a bunch of episodes ago, how these deep fake things, when, when the second we saw the first deep fake go out, we were like, Oh, well, we know what this is for. Like everyone's like, oh, that's funny. They put Jim Carrey's face on Adam Sandler. And we're like, no, no, no. This is basically just a sprint. Notice those deep fakes haven't been anywhere at all lately. Like yeah, they were like funny. Conquer. Yeah, they have completely disappeared. They were hot for like a good month or two and then just dropped right. off. You saw them for like a month or two. That was like to let everyone know like, hey, these things exist. And then they, I haven't seen them in months. So, you know, this is that was basically just a uh, basically a, a dissonance tool where they're going to allow the crazy libtards to fucking be like, oh, it's a deep fake. That wasn't really Hillary admitting that she was in a snuff film with Huma Abedin. It was a deep fake. So so there's no matter what goes on with these arrests, whether it's a message, whether it's 10 days of darkness, whether it's it matter what it is, there's going to be crazy riots. Right. Because of that percentage of people that are going to scream deep fake, even though the whole world knows it's going on. Janet. How do you think this message gets delivered to the public in a rational way where people don't fucking tap into their TDS? You know what would be really fucked up? You got to speak up a little tiny bit, Jen. You know what would be really fucked up? Is if the message was delivered by somebody that has really severe TDS. Right. I think that that's who it has to be, right? Like Rosie O'Donnell with a gun to her head. No, I yeah, think it has that, would, yeah, I, that would be so messed up. I think that's what it has to be. It has to be someone who's like on the opposition's team or a JFK type figure, Prince, like someone who's like either coming wait, back wait, from the dead. Wait, you went from Taylor JFK Swift. Jr. to Prince? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Prince, I, Prince, I don't think Prince, I didn't think Prince is dead, honestly. Okay. And if he was, he was murdered. Like we know that. Tupac's alive or dead? Uh, Tupac's dead. No, it's one of the Uh, (laughs) There's a, there's a, listen, if you want to talk about a mystery death, that's probably top three. Yeah, Tupac could. Especially considering he released an album called Machiavelli Don Kill Illuminati. And if you look at the Machiavelli, uh, look into the history of the Machiavelli, one of the, the, the things associated with that is the faking of the un- of his the death. Fake death yeah. yeah, yeah. No, Tupac's hundred. He, he could definitely be alive. But wait, you just said no chance. Now he's hundred percent alive. No, I, didn't, I just said no. 
It's amazing. No, how- I don't know. I said, no, I said 100% he could be alive. Uh, yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know. And Chappelle did that joke, right? Remember when Chappelle was in the studio? Like, like, did you ever see that one? It was the Tupac skit that Chappelle did. So, like, he's like releasing albums like ten years later. Yeah, he's been he's been crushing it since he died. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and that's the problem. I'm with Janet, where I think it has to be either a JFK type figure, someone like Rising from the Dead, or basically. Uh, someone from the opposition, someone from the other side. But even in that situation, people are going to say, like, that's eh, a deep fake. That video is fake. So what's going to happen is let's say it was Tom Hanks, right? Tom Hanks is going to have to go out and say everything that's been going on. And then once we come out of that storm, Tom Hanks is going to have to be on these talk shows. Like, he's going to have to be the face of this afterwards, where everyone is trying to cry. It's like, wait, no, is that Tom Hanks on CNN right now? Is that Tom Hanks on MSNBC? Like, you're going to have to see him everywhere. So what everyone's talking about with the 10 days of darkness, I don't want you guys to die on this hill. Like we're already getting a lot of stuff, right? Everything's been going great. Like celebrities are doing weird shit. Everyone knows they're speaking in code. I've been writing 15 part threads about it, you know, explaining it. So head over there and check those out. But Bobby, I think in this situation, we're already winning. Like when people are like, what happens if the storm doesn't come? It's like the storm's already here. Like the whole world's waking up. Everyone's, you know, coming around already. Don't die on the April 1st hill because of something you read from an anon on the internet. Like, right? Yeah, I, I don't like I don't like banking on dates. I mean, how many times have dates got people into trouble? Even in, you know, I don't want to continue to reference cues too much, but if we are talking about the storm, then I have to. Even within the community, anybody that's followed this movement knows that many times people have thought stuff was going to happen on a specific date, and it did not. Okay, so if we die on the April 1st hill, it's going to come and pass, and it's going to be like, oh, there was another doomsday claim that never happened, just like Y2K and... And all that stuff. So I think the dates are less important than looking at what's going on around us with CEO resignations, with the increase. I'm telling you, the disproportionate amount of people of prominence getting coronavirus. Like my friend Brian made a really good point. He was like, how if this story is the way that they're portraying it is true. How the fuck did this virus go from a fish market in Wuhan, China to fucking Prince Charles. And he said like, what like subway system was Prince Charles on where he was touching like a fucking handrail or something and contracted the coronavirus. These are, it's affecting people that don't have contact with normal folks like you and me. So you have to understand that something strange is going on right now. There must've been a lot of Chinese people flying to Rome. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I, mean, like, I, I, I don't see that being like a flight that's easily accessible. Fucking Wuhan to Rome. Right. I don't I don't know what like it doesn't make sense how Italy just got fucking destroyed. Right. And it just happens to be, as Oprah said, the eye of the storm uh, with the Vatican and all that. And fucking, you know, the royal family is getting fucking destroyed. But the rest of the UK is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Boris Johnson. Uh, Boris Johnson. Uh, yeah, whole royal. Everyone. Everyone in royalty over there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden in America, which makes a little more sense. Obviously, there's a lot of travel between the US and, and China. But uh, first of all, the rest of China didn't get touched. Like, basically, it's just that Wuhan area. Russia has, like, nothing. Any of the Koreas have, like, nothing. Like, all the surrounding countries to China have zero. And then the USA is just getting individually picked off with a different virus that doesn't seem to be the same virus as the rest of the world is getting. It seems to be a much tamer one based on death rates. 
And, you know, it's really only affecting old people and celebrities. Now, do you think it's more of corruption of reporting, right? So is is China, China said they're cured, right? But yeah, China lies about everything. Right. So the U.S. has had more tests than anyone. So logically speaking, we would obviously have more positive cases than anyone, right? That's correct. So there is a correlation between that and there's also China has been manipulating their numbers since day one of this. And they even apologized. I mean, right. Right. And, and we're seeing New York, by the way, Kurt, before you continue, we're seeing New York completely manipulating their numbers. Like New York is getting caught left and right. First of all, they found like a thousand ventilators when they were screaming that there's no ventilators left and we need ventilators. Cuomo's fucking screaming from the mountaintop. There's multiple people who've gone to hospitals in New York City and filmed inside the hospitals all over Twitter. You can search this stuff. And they're saying the hospitals are overrun and they can't even fill in. And there's like eight people in the waiting room with these people. We saw the same videos coming out of Germany and Italy <clears throat> where it, all the information we're getting, they're, they're changing the numbers. They're manipulating the numbers. They're lying about the death rates because the liberals want to fucking play both sides, which you can't because they're saying to us, this problem is way worse than we think it is because millions of people have it, not thousands of people have it, right? That's what we keep hearing from all the libs, right? And then they're quoting the death rate of the people who've been tested, which is manipulative because if millions of people have it, instead of hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of people have it, then you have to lower the death rate. So if you're trying to say 2 million people in New York City have it, but only 150 have died, you can't say 150 out of 20,000 have died. You got to say 150 out of 2 million. Right. Because a death is a death, and everyone who dies is going to get an autopsy, and they're going to see if they had it. So it so looks way which less Which one is it? Yeah, it looks which way less Which one is it? It's either one-tenth of 1% because 150 out of 2 million have it, or it's 1% and 2 million people don't have it. You can't fucking have it both ways, right? Yeah, that's I mean, what, yeah. That's Go what ahead. Italy was caught doing, right? They said Italy fudging the numbers to where if anyone died and had it, they would just count it as a death regardless of what you died from. Right. So if you died in a car accident and had coronavirus, you would go down as a coronavirus death. Right. They're all manipulating their numbers across the board. They're manipulating what's going on in the hospitals. New York was just caught with the ventilators. This is all a politically mobilized agenda. Now, again, I don't want to diminish the fact. I feel like this is like we should have this as a disclaimer on the front of the pod. We believe the coronavirus is something that you should stay safe from. I'm self-quarantining. I know everyone except Bobby is self-quarantining because he's got to teach kazoo lessons to 20-year-olds in in (laughs) bars. But Which he really did, Kurt. Did you hear that? He actually taught a kazoo lesson. Wait, a kazoo? kazoo? I thought you meant banjo, like a kazoo? It was a ukulele. He says kazoo. Oh, oh. He sorry. Says, oh, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, Dude. that's any better. A ukulele? <laughs> Bro, a kazoo you just blow into a piece of wax, <laughs> and you can manipulate the pitch by yourself. Like... <laughs> I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I was teaching very high-end ukulele lessons. <laughs> oh, advanced, U- hey, advanced ukulele hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> Janet, has, has uh, Bobby showed you his ukulele yet? <laughs> <laughs> it was so small I had to get a microscope. <laughs> <laughs> so so they're obviously lying about all this shit, as we said. Kurt, were you going you have a point you wanted to finish there? No, that was it with Italy. Okay. So how did we even get on this topic? Coronavirus? We got on this, yeah. We just we were going to talk about JFK. Oh, JFK. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The one question with JFK I have is, 
which is insane to me that all of you are at a certain percentage that you think he's alive, but then you'd lower the percentage to think he's Q. Don't you think if he's alive, they plan this so he could be Q and get revenge for his father's death? Kurt, I want you to think about what you just said. He can't be Q if he's dead. So there's no way the percentage of him being Q can be higher than the percentage of him being alive. <laughs> Did you think about that? I mean, there's really only one option, Kurt. It's either the same or lower. So we well, all no, yeah. My percentage is if if he's alive, he's a hundred percent Q. Maybe that's where we're getting what? mixed up here. Based yeah, on I think what? If he's alive. He is one hundred percent Q. Well. And I'm not even saying he's alone. He's acting with a team. But right. That's he, why I dropped mine because I don't think he's a Q. Yeah, I, I think he's think it's uh, one, Yeah, it's not one person. He's a part all right, of the well, team. If we're, if we're talking about the part of the team, I'll put 2%. How does that sound? 2%. Bob, wow. 2%. Janet, what do you, how do you feel about that? You're his mentor. You know, <laughs> if he's... <Janet's> hammered. <laughs> I am not hammered. You're I ran not? Out of I ran out of beer fucking hours ago. <laughs> then you're hungover. I'm not hungover. That'll be tomorrow because when I go <laughs> home, I'll have more beer. Okay. Um, if he really is alive, yes, Q is a team movement. So if he really is alive, yes, that percentage would definitely increase exponentially. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, me and Janet didn't go that far off. Like we're like 70, 50, 60, 40. Like we're both saying like there's a high probability. Um, delivering the message and being Q is a different story. So let me fill you guys in on what everyone is talking about and the big the reason middle of next week is a big time. Um, we're getting a lot of signs that things are heading in that direction. We've been talking about martial law. We've been talking about complete lockdown. We saw the president just drop something saying that New York is probably going to be on complete lockdown. You won't be able to travel within states. We're heading directly towards martial law. We're seeing tanks in different areas. The media is coming out and saying, oh, this is normal. No, it's not. No, it's not normal. That's the media lying to you. They've been lying to you the whole time. That's why this movement's going on, because the media lies so fucking much. So there's been a lot of stuff circulating on the boards, the chans, everyone talking about this thing that we're hoping happens. Now, keep in mind, Bobby, you could back me up here. This is not a lock. We're not dying on this hill. This is not our final sword. The thing that is thought to be happening right now is we are going to go into complete lockdown at some point very soon. There is 10 days of darkness, which has been circulating all over the place. Maybe that could mean 10 days of kind of blood in the streets. It could be 10 days of people getting locked up. But one of the theories, which I'm hoping is true, and I actually probably more than you guys think it's going to happen. I think we actually are going to have a complete TV, Internet, all communication shutdown. And they're going to play the documentaries showing us all the uh, mis... I don't even know how I refer to it as without making... The, the horrible things, the evils of the world. Uh, and that's going to all be exposed. And then that's supposed to end on great fr on Good Friday, which would be Great Friday. And then we're going to have a bunch of suicides and riots. And then there's Easter Sunday. And then we should head into the new world by Monday. Bob, did I slip up or miss anything there? No, there, but you know, there's some important things that we need to you know, make sure we don't miss. Um one of the reason why people think ten of dark ten days of darkness is coming up, a couple of reasons. Um, throughout the process, Q has consistently mentioned four ten twenty four dot ten dot twenty. Now, if you look at numerically each letter of the alphabet assigned a number A through Z one two three four five six four is D, ten is J, twenty is T. So that's DJT. That's Donald J Trump. 
41020 is actually coming up next month, and it just so happens to be Good Friday. So that being said, 10 Days of Darkness begins on April 1st. Why is April 1st important? Because if it's April Fool's Day, so if Trump were to say something, you know, like, hey, you know, we're fellow Americans, fellow Americans, blah, 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 you know, April Fool's Day. Um, The other thing about this is you guys remember what he's saying that what he's saying there for April Fool's Day is they'll be able to play it off where a lot of people won't believe it. Right. They'll think it's April Fool's joke. Absolutely. And so then you have the, remember everybody received an emergency text. Do you remember that emergency Mm -hmm. text that came out? Trust me, I do. That's why I believe this so much. So if all comms go dark, which means internet, you cannot text, you cannot call, you cannot go on the internet, you can't look up porn, any of that shit. You got to jerk off to whatever picture you have. So take all your shit offline if you need to, just in case. Right. Just get stopped. Bob, up. You go to Janet's house, so you can you can just, <laughs> you can have your porn. So if everything goes goes dark, apparently the only comms that we're going to get are straight from the White House. Okay, to the phone. So this is what people are talking about right now. Do I think it's going to happen? I'm not going to die on that hill, but there are a lot of suggestions that lead me towards thinking that it is a possibility. It feel like we're getting closer and closer to total shutdown. You know, right. it went from like, for me, it went from like, oh, maybe we'll be able to play, but only a certain amount of people can be there. And then it went to bars shutting down, you know, can't convene in groups of larger than a hundred. Now it's, I can't convene in groups larger than like 10. Um, and Which I w- still would have allowed you to play with the crowds you pull in. <laughs> I still would have been okay. <laughs> I, w- I don't even think I would have had to put like an asterisk. At yeah, it. you would have been good. Like once been- they got under three, you're fucked because then it's just <laughs> Janet Gregg and one other person. Then <laughs> so, yeah. I'll bring Ben with me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, you're seeing like a slow process towards this total lockdown. You saw the uh, t- the tweet from Donald today. You know, saying about a quarantine and where New York, Jersey, Connecticut, some of the hot spots. So it seems like that all the roads are leading towards this total lockdown. So it's possible. Um, is Did it probably what uh, Cuomo said? What it said? Uh, New York Governor Cuomo says if Trump ordered a federal quarantine, it would be quote declaration of war unquote. I don't think the president is looking to start a lot of wars with a lot of states. Right. There, there, this is when it happens. This is when this, this is when the first level of storm, like real storm hits. Right. So, and Janet, I'm going to kick to you now with the, uh, the Q theories that are circulating. Now, keep in mind, a lot of this, let, let me ask you a question. Here you go. Percentage wise, Kurt, percentage of 10 days of dark is darkness happening beginning of April. Uh, seven, any days of darkness, even five days of darkness, darkness happening. And you know, that kind of, that theory happening. Oh, of just it happening. Darkness uh, happening in the next couple of weeks. Next couple of weeks. I'm going to go 28%. Okay. That's higher than I thought you would say, Bobby. Didn't you think he'd be lower than that? I'm sorry. I'm reading the re- most recent Q post. Oh, <laughs> what is it? You got breaking Q news? Is it good? It's good in a sense that I feel like Q's coming around full circle. Like the posts I'm reading from today are eerily similar to some of his first posts. And that's what's kind of talking a lot more. He's saying a lot more words lately. You notice that he's writing novels up there. More novels, but a lot of the same, like, you know, this is more than party politics. This is about restoring old glory. This is about preserving our Republic. God bless America, protecting our children. Don't read the whole thing. I mean, this, this is unbelievable what I'm watching right now. This is unbelievable. So so what is your percentage on darkness? (sighs) 
I'll say I'll say twenty five. I'll say a confident twenty five percent. Wait, I'm higher than Rob. Let me lower my. That is insane. Nope, you're stuck on your number. Uh, Janet, darling, what would you say? Adorable Janet, is your percentage on the ten days of darkness happening? I'm actually going to go a lot higher than you guys are. I'm going to say like 62%. And mine is not just all comms are going to go down. I think during that particular time period, um, that is when mass sweeps Mm -hmm. of of dark, evil people are going to be picked up. I am actually going to go. This is going to be crazy. This is going to be, yeah, probably won't be crazy to Kurt. <laughs> I'm going to go with 69%. LMAO. It's a good number. 69, uh, of course. Hold on, hold on. I, ready? All right. I'm going to go with, let me start that over. I am going to go with 69%. And <laughs> that's what I meant to do. I forgot. Uh, I'm going to go with 69% that that happens. And I really want it to happen really bad but i do want the caveat for all of us that if it doesn't all right miss the 10 team parlay you know like okay still i still i still think everything else is going to happen i think a lot of people are going to be like oh if it didn't go dark at the beginning of april then everything's wrong it's like no no little no (laughs) that's a hail mary like amazing i want it to happen and i really want jfk to be the guy speaking uh because then we take over the world as the complete news source for the world so 69, 62, 28, 25. We're all bunk buddies. Kurt and Bobby in the same boat and me and Janet in the same boat. I'd rather all be in bed with Janet. Then. I'd rather be in bed with Janet than you guys. You want to be quarantined with me? Oh, my God, yes. Oh, I'd love oh nothing God. more. Kurt, we oh, should yeah, go. Baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bob, I'll take 26 for your 24. Wait, are, you, are we trading right now? It was 28 and 25. I can't be higher than Bob. You are. You're stuck there. Bob's the lowest. Bob, I can't wait because he's such a, you know, Janet, you know, Bob is more than 25% yeah. on this 10 days of darkness. He does to- this all the fucking time. He's trying to cover himself and hedge his fucking bets. You know, for a fact, Bobby is not sleeping the night of March 31st. Let me answer this real quick. You know I'm that head come coach. Over here and make sure. You know that head coach, yeah. the head coach, when their when their team hits a three pointer with two point one seconds left to go up by one, and everybody's cheering. What does the head coach do? He's stoic. Oh, no. Why is he so stoic? Because for ten years he's seen last second shots get. He knows the game's not over. Mm-hmm. So with this, I have seen many instances in which dates have not come true. So because of my expertise and my experience in the Q community, I'm not... You're going to lie about 25%. I'm not going to fucking die on this bridge. Bob, are you going to sleep? Are you going to sleep that night? Probably not. (laughs) How many... (laughs) How many times are you going to call me that night and lead the sentence with the words, bro, I'm really freaked out right now. Tommy, I called you two years ago when I was following Q because I thought there was going to be a false flag at a Monday night football game between the Patriots and the Dolphins. Okay, <laughs> so that's why I'm not. That's why I'm, based on a Q post that said like Patriots, it said like Patriots MNF or something. I was like, oh, Tommy, I was like the Patriots play tomorrow. <laughs> They're going to bomb the stadium. So, Janet, you were going to say something there. I was just going to say that. 
um, on the on the last day of March, Greg and I are going to bring Bobby over to our house. We'll put him in bed between the two of us, yeah. and we'll wrap him up in a blanket and, and give him a clothes. bottle. <laughs> yeah, keep him, him safe yeah. and have him suck on your teats. Exactly. <laughs> he can suck on, suck on he can suck on Greg's teat first. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I love that I have this little new Someone tool. Someone take the controls away from this guy. <laughs> Question for you guys. What would be the coolest way to do this? I think that would be the dopest way you were describing where everything goes to black. Oh, my God. A video comes on our phones or wherever. That'd be With JFK? Awesome. Fucking dude. Oh, my God. Like, honestly, I've been talking a lot about, like, how I'm finding my faith and spirit this week. And even mom was making fun of me. She was happy. But she's like, now? I'm like, yep. And uh, I'm trying to explain everything to her. It just, like, maybe it's just that we're looking at it. JFK's grandkids did a fucking rebuttal troll video to the Celebrity Imagine video. Like, either we're in the midst of the most epic troll job in the entire world. Because, I mean, even people that don't know what the fuck to look for are starting to see shit right now. But what are the chances of that, that all those celebrities do that Imagine video, which is a New World Order video, and then fucking JFK's grandkids, to circle back to JFK, do a video. And keep in mind, most of you didn't even know he had fucking grandkids, right? Like, you don't see them anywhere. They're not famous. They're not good singers. We know that. They looked like they were very uncomfortable doing that video. They weren't. It was terrible. Like, literally, take a couple takes before you fucking air it. Don't just air the first thing you did. But they do the song Timber, Right. A couple days after the celebrity thing did the Imagine, which is a New World Order song, as Bobby filled us in on last podcast. But the li- the lyrics to Timber are, it's going down, I'm yelling Timber. You better move, you better dance. Let's make a night you won't remember. I'll be the one you won't forget. And then they start with, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. The biggity boys, the diggity dogs. Like, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Like And then there's a whole long extended chorus of swing your partner round and round, end of the night, it's going down. One more shot, another round, end of the night, it's going down. And this is JFK's grandkids singing this, and this goes viral. Like, that shit was just like, I don't even care if it happens anymore. That was enough to fucking give me chills through the whole night, Janet. But, you know, the good thing is, um, I agree with you that a lot of people not only are going through a knowledge awakening but an actual spiritual awakening am, right yeah, now. And that's, that's super important. I am. And I super love it. And that's why, that's why I was saying, you know, when I was talking to my mom, because I, Kurt, you know, mom, she fucking just thinks I'm a complete nut job to begin with, let alone when I start telling her JFK is alive. Yeah, I know. But mom. yeah, you know, mom, you've known her for what, like 38 years. <laughs> Good amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, her pretty, you know, her pretty well. So with, uh, one of the things that's going on, though, she is happy about this because she's like, listen, if this is what finally after 40 years of life is getting you to pray and be spiritual and think of, you know, be fulfilled and, and feel like you have a purpose and a path, then great. You know what? She's like, go find me Elvis Presley, you know, because she's a huge Elvis fan. So she thinks I'm, uh, I'm nuts, but she's all for it. And I think Janet, like Bob, like Janet just said, this storm is great because if nothing else, even if a lot of that stuff doesn't happen. It's bringing religion back. It's bringing the Bible back. It's bringing spirit back to people. It's it's uniting people. We have all. We know who's on our team, right? Like the libs have always had this fucking team, this Hollywood fucking cabal squad that they've been marching out. And the stupid libs, the, the Republicans and the conservatives 
all had to stay quiet. That's why we were called the silent majority. That's why everyone was shocked that Trump won because they didn't know there was so many of us. It's brought us to the forefront during this whole movement. And now I feel perfectly comfortable saying things that I didn't feel comfortable saying a year ago. Right. Yeah. And the other interesting part about it is like the people, the type of people that I've begun to associate with over the last year through this are very spiritual, family oriented, good people, good Americans, you know, just good people in general. And, you know, like things like I shared a Bible quote. I can't I, I, a year ago, me yeah. sharing a Bible quote would have been unheard of. Right. I sat and watched a live service from the school that my family works at, like to the point where they called, you know, my family saying, hey, you know, your son, you know, is is tuning in right now. My mom was like, what? My son <laughs> watching a live, uh, you know, church service right now. And right. Uh, so even she was shocked. I mean, like things like that are happening to me right now. So it, it's like weird synchronicities with like who, you know, we've been communicating with, who's been communicating with us, as well as the type of behaviors that, that we've all been exhibiting. So yeah, I mean, this is like a cool movement that's been going on. Uh, we've been you know, a lot of smart, educated people. And uh, I've had some good conversations with everybody. So it's, it's cool, man. Like, so if I can get some good friends out of this thing, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. We formed an army and, uh, and I love it, you know, because people are asking me, it's funny whenever anyone calls me, my business, for those of you that don't know, I own three sports companies, a seasonal fantasy sports company, a daily fantasy sports company, and a gambling company on sports. And there are no fucking sports on. I actually chose not to take a paycheck, a sizable paycheck that I actually chose not to take this month just to make sure that, you know, my guys are covered and we don't, because we were supposed to do almost a million dollars in sales this month. Our biggest month is August heading into football season. Our second biggest is March with March Madness, college basketball, beginning of the MLB season, uh, NBA, hockey, soccer, all these sports are still going on. UFC, a lot of big fight and we're making nothing. So, you know, like I lost probably a million dollars in profits this month and I sacrificed my whole paycheck. This should be the worst month of my life financially. And I am just ecstatic. You know, I feel like I found my purpose in the times of chaos, which also is kind of biblical. Right. So um, one other thing on the JFK thing, the Timber song is very relevant because Secret Service names for Hillary Clinton and George Bush, two of the people that were. Uh, JFK was running against Hillary Clinton. Uh, there's a video that just came out, which I'm going to play for you guys. Uh, it didn't just come out, but just got released, uh, recirculated from a Leno show back in the day that JFK Jr. was on. But Hillary Rodham Clinton, her Secret Service name was Evergreen. The song is Timber. Uh, you're going down. So I think we can make that tie there. Well, and here's the other guess, tie. I'm sure you, here's the other tie. I'm sure you guys, yeah, go. Well, George H.W. Bush's Secret Service name was Timberwolf. Oh, Timberwolf. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. So, I mean, we're basically looking at a situation here where whoever the one that was going to fucking whack JFK Jr. if he is alive, it was definitely Bush or Clinton. We know that. Uh, It was Bush. Yeah, a lot of people say Bush. A lot of people are saying Hillary. The bottom line is, you know, they both murdered many people before, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was either. Here's the audio of uh, JFK Jr. on the Jay Leno show, which I just circulated on my Twitter today. You can find it at Tommy G. Let me play this for you here. Let's see if you can hear it well. Monica Lewinsky's poem that is in here. Explain uh, that. Uh, do we have to? I guess we should. We, we should. should. We, we, um, we happen to have someone who sent us um, 
Monica Lewinsky's poem that she wrote in ninth grade. Actually, not, not in ninth grade, when she was a nine-year-old. And I, I know I'm going to rot in hell eternally for this, but, but I, can I maybe just give Wait, it a sample? Yeah, give a sample. Okay. Uh, it was written, uh, the, the poem is a poignant rumination on how, quote, I can be a delicious lunch, dinner, or breakfast if you're weird. She goes on to describe herself, quote, as a round and flat piece of dough with lots of topping. I am a mouse's best friend. I make you say yum yum. <laughs> it's amazing how kids know at a young age what they're going to do with their life. <laughs> Did you guys hear that okay? Yeah, I heard yeah. that good. You can hear that okay? Yeah. All right. all right. We usually have the producers to turn up the audio clip. So hopefully you guys out there listening heard that all right. But, uh, it's just funny that that's circulating right now because it's really opening people's eyes going, oh, wait, you know, I, I wrote like, uh, I forget what the tweet I attached to it was. Uh, it was um, the moment you realize you might need to fake your own death to avoid the wrath of the Clintons, right? Like, right. But I mean, that is kind of funny, right? Monica Lewinsky describing herself as a pizza, pizza gate ties, uh, Clintons, JFK stuff's going around. So well, it's like, uh, it just makes it more interesting. There's so many synchronicities because when you look at the assassination of JFK and you can do your own research on it. George H. W. Bush, Mr. Timberwolf's fingerprints were all over it. Okay. And all be- over it. he was the director of the CIA, not at the time, but he became director of the CIA, then became president. So uh, you know, JFK mm-hmm. Jr. died uh during a presidential election year. Um and so in 1999, I believe, right? Hillary Clinton was running for a Senate seat in New York. Okay, in opposition. So you have Hillary Clinton running for a Senate seat. George George Bush, the son of H.W. Bush, was running JFK Jr. And then in the midst of all this, guess who's JFK Jr.'s buddy buddy with Mr. Donald Trump? Okay, so there are synchronicities here between JFK Sr. and H.W., JFK Jr. and um, and W., as well as Hillary Clinton running for Senate in New York. And then in the middle of all this, you have Donald Trump. So if anybody knows if anything happened to JFK Jr., if it was nefarious or malicious, it would be Donald Trump. So th- when we're talking about the storm and we're, we're talking about getting revenge on all the evil and all the corruption that's been in our system for 100 years, Donald Trump is in the middle of it and has been since 1999. He tweeted in 2012 saying, we got to do something about all these children being abducted. Get these people in jail, death penalty, quick death. And so what's happening right now? They're getting rounded up, guys. They're getting rounded up. The pedophile networks are being broken up. This is all what we've been reading about for 10 years is happening right now. So the JFK Jr. thing, it does have legs. It's not just like an outlandish conspiracy theory. So do you guys have any, it's been a long time since I watched the video, like about the actual plane crash itself and all like the oddities surrounding the plane crash. Did does anybody like can elaborate on that? Uh, there's, if anyone wants to go watch it, there's a million JFK documentaries. Kurt, you just watched one too the other day, right? Yeah, I was watching the, I was listening to the podcast. Were you listening to this podcast when I just kicked no, you no, right I'm now? Sorry, my wife came down. I had to shoo her away. <laughs> shoo. I know there was a weird thing about like, so he, uh, JFK Jr. always flew with an instructor. Well, yeah, that was the thing because he wasn't trained to fly in the conditions. He, that's why I was saying it was like Kobe. He wasn't trained to fly in the conditions he was flying in. So that's why it wasn't weird. The, I like Kobe. Kobe's a pilot. But, yeah, but he shouldn't have been flying in those conditions. Right, right. They shouldn't have been up, right. 
But so from what I read, didn't they scrub? Let Kurt go through real quick. Kurt, yeah, run so through a that. lot of people that are against the whole conspiracy theory of it, they're not saying the conspiracy was that he faked his death. They're saying the conspiracy was when they did the autopsy and it, within a day he was... Uh, ash, yeah, he was cremated. His ashes were spread in the ocean all within 24 hours and they were the family rushed everything. So they're saying... But that to me makes more sense because apparently he broke his ankle about eight weeks before the flight and he was on painkillers and they think he was addicted to painkillers and they think he was also drunk when he was flying allegedly. So they think that's why the family rushed the cremation and everything because they didn't want to uh, ruin the family name with him being drunk or on painkillers. I mean, that's a plausible theory too, but I just, I immediately and Janet can probably Alludes to this too. I think about just, uh, Justice Scalia and the same thing that happened to him. The right. mysteries around his death and the fact that no, no autopsy. He was yeah, no autopsy with him. You know, things were rushed like that. Like I look more in that direction. Like, so what was it? Saddam Hussein that they just literally threw in the ocean and they were like, "All right, he's gone. He's done. He's good." He's uh, good yeah, Bin Laden. They just fucking Laden, in yeah, the yeah. ocean. Yeah. All right, it's done. Yeah, just just uh, the most the famous killer of all time. Like let's just get rid of this. Yeah, yeah not we one, got him. We got him, guys. Yeah, got him. He's dead. Yeah, just trust us. <laughs> like nothing to see here. Yeah. Nothing to see here. You should fucking stuff that guy and framed him in a museum. Right. And you know, it's kind of like um the the woman politician in Arkansas that was set to testify <clears throat> in against Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation. Mm-hmm. And then they found her like shot in the head in her home, but there's no gun anywhere near, but yeah. they ruled it a suicide. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) like her body just absorbed a whole nine millimeter or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. That would be like you having sex with Bobby in nine millimeter. I know. I like absorbing a nine millimeter. Yeah, I would totally absorb that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gone. Yeah, isn't there the SEAL Team Six that got Bin Laden? Aren't they also dead? They died in. Everyone's dead. Yeah, Yeah. everyone's dead. Everyone involved in Bin Laden died. A helicopter crashed. Everyone's gone. But just listen. This is a good point because I hear this on podcast after podcast when they're saying, no, I don't believe in conspiracy theories because loose lips sink ships, right? They all say the same thing. But they don't consider all these people that are randomly dying that are always attached to the conspiracy theory itself. Mm-hmm, they just, right. Nobody could keep a secret. I mean, Hillary Clinton alone has a death count of, what, 52 or something. I mean, listen, the, the odd deaths of all the police officers, we've t- talked about this ad nauseum, so I'm not going to go over it again, but the nine out of the 12 police officers that were all dropping dead, that were committing suicide, and they all saw the Wiener laptop, two of which were like a month away from pension. You don't commit suicide if you're a month away from pension, full pension. Kurt, you work in a union job. There's no way you would ever fucking kill yourself with a family if you were just about to cash in your fucking lifetime. Pen- like, there's it just none of it makes sense. Kevin Spacey. Literally every person who came near that guy who was about to testify either disappeared. Three of them committed suicide. Like the whole conspiracy theorist thing, I talked about this on the True Reporting Show. The it's bullshit. It's a tag to devalue us. They go, "Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist." It's like, no, no, <clears throat> excuse me, no, I'm not. Like when when someone Bob, if you start saying to someone, uh, "I think 9/11 was an inside job," and you're talking to a snowflake libtard. What is their response to you? You're a. Their first response is you're a conspiracy theorist. You're a truther. 
right? Truther, nah, they'll probably they'll stay con- Truther's like a level up from that. <laughs> yeah, they're too dumb for that. Yeah. So like they give us these terms though. You're a conspiracy theorist. You're a truther. And they do that to devalue us. Here's well, the other thing. Let's break it down first. Though. Yeah, go, go ahead. On, well, what I was going to say was, here's the other thing about it. Here's the other thing. When they think something's fishy, they always use a caveat like, well, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, right. but, but, but this looks a little fishy. But right. the, the ter- these terms that you're hearing, like conspiracy theorist or like anti-vaxxer or like whatever term gets put out, those are not on accident. These words, this new speak that they labels. call it, they're labels they get right. put into the news stream, and guess what happens? These newscasters say it over and over again. Conspiracy, 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 and it gets ingrained in your head. Right after 9-11, the first thing George Bush said is don't believe outlandish conspiracy theories. And that's like saying, hey, hey, girlfriend, I didn't cheat on you. I promise. Don't look behind, you know, don't, don't look at my emails or my texts. And I was like, well, she was, you know, I wasn't going to do that until you mentioned it. But now, you know, right. I think there could be some cheating going on. So it's like, right. you know. The, the purpose is to shut down the argument. That's the purpose of using these labels and this terminology. All right. So let me break down the words themselves. Okay. Theory. We all know what a theory is, right? A, uh, well, I'll use the de- definition here. A supposition or a system of ideas needed to explain something. Okay. Uh, there's multiple definitions, but that's basically what it is, right? A, th- a group of ideas meant to group together to explain a thing, right? So I have a theory that X is going to happen. Conspiracy, a secret plan by a group to do something harmful or the action of plotting or conspiring. So basically, the last time I checked, there are groups that do harmful things, correct? Correct. Right, but they're right. not usually the, on the correct side. Right, There, there's a lot of people who plot to do bad things, right? Every criminal in the world, if you're... Selling drugs or robbing a liquor store or murdering someone, I'm sure you have some. I mean, just go to Netflix and turn on a fucking documentary. There's nothing but serial killer murders. And all those fucking people had a secret plan by a group of people to do something harmful. That's a conspiracy. And then a theory is just a system of ideas surrounding something to explain it. So all we're saying is, yeah, there's a lot of harmful, unlawful shit that's going on that we're trying to explain. That's a conspiracy theorist by Webster's definition. Where the fuck did it turn into people who think that, you know, aliens are living in their basement and Bigfoot is swimming in their swimming pool? They've taken the definition in the words and totally flipped it around to actually diminish us. And now take it a step further than that. If you think about what we do as conspiracy theorists, Kurtz, what's your tagline, Kurt? QTN? Question. Yeah, what's what's your What's it spell? QTN. <laughs> oh my God, dude. You're what does that mean, Kurt? Oh my God. Question the narrative. I told you that. Yes, you mumbled it and you said QTN five oh, times. I said question the narrative and you're like, what's this it This is spell? why I don't kick you. This is why I don't kick you. This is why you don't talk a lot in this podcast. No, but I have something to say, but you can go on. Uh, you're going to wait because you just fucked up your chance. I was going to let you go. So Kurt's, you ruined my whole rhythm and flow that I was in. So QTN, question the narrative. Right. So that's all we do. Now, who are we questioning 99% of the times, Janet? Who are the people that we're questioning to say, like, no, I don't believe that shit they're telling me? The government. Right. The media. The biggest, shadiest fucking people Which in the is world. all part of the government. Right. The media is the government, basically. So it's always the government. That's for sure. 
So we all know, we've seen a thousand times the video of Anderson Cooper pretending he's in the middle of a hurricane and standing knee deep in water. We've seen AOC screaming into a fence that was actually a parking lot. We've seen these people lie about everything. Fake news is a known term around the country. They've been caught a million times. CNN was feeding Donna Brazil the fucking debate questions that we've caught them a thousand times. Project Veritas caught them like they've been exposed thousands of times. For me, if someone lies to me once or twice, I stop believing them, let alone thousands of times. So what we're doing is we're questioning potential bullshit. Someone says something that is not trustworthy, and all we're doing is breaking it down. You know who else used to do shit like that? Philosophers, scientists, uh, anyone in, involved in any form of religion, the most brilliant, respected engineers, uh, lawyers, physicists, lawyers, every single intellectual person you know, the most brilliant people in the history of time, whether it's Socrates or whether it's people who said the earth was flat and there was Columbus or whoever Columbus really was, if he wasn't the first one, Magellan, whatever, who basically said, I'm going to question that narrative and I'm going to go challenge it and I'm going to do some research to disprove it. And next thing you know, they got a fucking monument for the next 5,000 years. But when we do it, if we hear something that doesn't smell right and we question it and we dig into it, we're fucking nut jobs. That's the problem. Here's what people need to realize. If anybody's ever dated or associated with a sociopath, so especially yeah. if you've dated All a my sociopath. Okay, so then you understand this. <laughs> Think I of mean, the government. Think of the government as a sociopathic lover, girlfriend, boyfriend. Okay, so what does a sociopath do? Separates you from everybody, makes you dependent upon them for everything. And here's the other thing: what happens when you challenge a sociopath? They turn it on you. They they accuse you of the things that they themselves and they are scream. doing. Yes. And they shut down the arguments. So any questioning is out the window. Any dependency on anything else outside of the sociopath is not allowed. So that is part of all of this is is the disassociation that occurs with it and, and getting labeled a conspiracy. Like, how dare you question me? You are the conspiracy theorist. You are the weird one, not me. And then they sick their team of fucking you know, fluoride stared people that just buy into all this shit. Literally, it is a like it is a mind control. If, if, if you're under the assumption that anybody that questions the government is just automatically a conspiracy theorist and you don't listen to them, you are essentially uh, appealing to authority. You are under a mind control, especially when you get emotional about it. Have you ever argued with somebody that gets really emotional when they're debating you about this stuff? It's like, why are you freaking out on me right now? Just because yeah, said like, the moon's just made it. I just, you know? I just <laughs> asked you a question. Like, I just made a comment. Like, yeah. here's the, and Kurt, I'm going to go to you in a second right now. But here's the comments from Prince that I liked a lot that it tweeted today. So we'll play this. Prince speaks very low. So I don't know if this is going to come through very well. I think we were supposed to. Okay. Uh, media-driven fear that uh, really is detrimental to one's health. I don't think we were supposed to watch television and take on all the problems of the world. I don't think the body's equipped for that. You know, there should be just a day the TV just goes off. Maybe a week the TV just goes off. What? What's so bad about that? Thoughtful, philosophical. His logic not always easy to follow, but in his words somewhere... There is always a lesson. Uh, in time, we're going to find out that all of the media is uh, 
misconception. Out of I love Prince. Here, but, here's the other thing about Prince before we kick the curtain. Because I got to think, I, I'll forget this. Guess what Prince was talking about right around his death? And he even went on NPR and chemtrails. Chemtrails. Yep. He was talking about yep. chemtrails. He said, they're making people insane and crazy and shit. Yeah. He was talking about chemtrails right around his death. Yep. Um, it's always something like that before they die. Yeah. That's why I think Prince is still alive. That's why you guys laughed at me. I think he's still alive or he was killed, but he definitely didn't overdose because he didn't even do drugs. Uh, Kurt, you raised your hand in the in the room. I saw that. I want to commend you for that. Thank you. Uh, I'm doing the proper protocol here. I want to first thank you guys for giving shout outs to the QTN community. But I wanted to say, I mean, all these, well, all these conspiracies are based on evidence and facts, right? Except for Tom's White Claw conspiracy. Which is facts and evidence. Look at Bob right now. He's gonna I'm, a, I'm observing firsthand watching Bob. So yeah. Bob had stumbled on about 17 I'm words. I'm so right? fucking cracked out. I can't even explain it. White Claw has drugs in it, people. For those of you that don't know, go listen to the podcast about White Claw. Right. So you look at 9-11. You can't dispute the amount of evidence showing it was an inside job, right? But most of these people never look at it. They don't want to watch a video. They don't want to see the research. They don't want to see the evidence, right? So when you look at me, the head of QTN, I'm the leader we all look up to. When What happened with JFK? We saw this live, right? I listened to the podcast and I text you guys. What did I say? I say I'm zero percent. Right. I said I'm zero percent. There's no way he's alive. And then what did I say? I said, Tom, send me your video because now I want to see the other side. And then once I saw the evidence from the other side, I changed my percentage. But that's how we have to look at all this stuff. But are we going to talk about the fact that you should never be at 0%? Like I keep lecturing you and Bobby and everyone else to stop. I will never be less than 2% on anything because you can't be at zero ever. That's true. Because if you are at zero, then you're those people that we were just condemning. Right. right? Because then you can't ever move. You can't move from zero or 100. They are finite. You know, that's sticking your flag. There's no way. Right. This is that. right. So like when we heard flat earth, did you go zero percent? No, you said no, right, I well, always said one percent. Right. So that, yeah, that was my point on that. But all right. Well, I mean, it's, it was a good point. And uh, now you'll learn to never say zero percent again. I know I did. I fucked up. And it's okay. well, you know what, Kurt, Kurt, I respect that. I respect anyone who's Big willing man to admit when he's wrong. Especially with the with the hordes of followers you have. Community <laughs> is huge. It's really yeah, huge, huge community. Big I, think community. I think Uncle Danny is going to surpass him by the end of the week. Yeah, we might not even have time to call Uncle Danny. Oh but um, God. Jesus. Yeah, after setting him up with all that. But um, so the JFK thing. Any final notes, Janet, on the JFK thing before we pivot over to Snopes? No, I I think. I think it's definitely a possibility and oh, would that be karma coming back to bite the deep state right in the rear end and especially the <coughs> cough Bush family. Yeah, exactly. I think that the, be yeah, the it's so karmatic because JFK was the one that said he wanted to splinter the CIA into a million pieces. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it would be, it would be the ultimate end of the movie. And I think that's why so many of us are clinging on to it. So just cause we want it to happen so bad and that's okay. As long as you admit it, you know, like it's okay to want something crazy to happen. If it, as long if, if there wasn't any data leading to it, that's a different story. But I could lay out for someone a lot of compelling data on why JFK Jr. would still be alive. So the fact that maybe I should be at 40% and I'm really at 70%, I'll admit it. Part is probably emotional. I'm not a fucking robot. I really want it to fucking happen. So yeah, I'm probably a little higher. Then I should be. I'm sure Janet's a little higher than she should be 
because we really want it to happen. Right, Janet? Yep, absolutely. And that's okay as long as you say it. Like I say, I'm not dying on that hill. 70% is a hill that I'm usually willing to die on a 70% hill. Well, I'm not dying on that hill, but I can't wait till it happens because it's going to. So anyway, let's go to Mel Gibson real quick. Quick stop on Mel Gibson there, Bobby. I know you and Janet had some stuff you wanted to talk about with the upside down, how we're talking about if if this storm does hit or a majority of this storm does hit, we're going to be walking into the upside down for any of you who've seen, uh, what was that show? Stranger Things. So anyone who's seen Stranger Things, the upside down is like exactly what it sounds like. And that's basically what we talk about with these Satanists. They basically just take the Bible, flip it upside down and do the opposite. If the Bible says, don't have sex till marriage, you should have one partner your whole life. That should be your wife. You should wait till you get married and then bear children. The Satanists are going to say, fuck everyone, goats, sheep, donkeys, children, everything. Just fuck, 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 fuck. If the Bible says don't worship false idols, the fucking Satanists are going to say worship all your fucking idols. Let the idols take over the world, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we talked about this with Larry Johnson. Great episode if you guys haven't heard it on the last podcast. But uh, just flip the Bible upside down, and that's basically what happens. Uh, I'll lead you over now into Mel Gibson, Bob. Yeah, uh, Mel Gibson got a lot of traction on our Periscope as well, and then I shared a couple things. So I just want people to understand this, um, and I was speaking with someone else about another person. Uh, a lot of times you have when you realize that we're living in a mirror world, a lot of times up is down, down is up. A lot of your heroes might not be heroic and a lot of the enemies might not be enemies. So I want you to think about that, especially when you think about who's writing the history books, who's in charge of Hollywood. So bring it to Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson is what? Kicked out of Hollywood. The video came out with the anti-Semitic rant and the- Let's first go before that. Mel Gibson was the biggest thing in all of Hollywood first. Mel Gibson was huge. Mel Gibson was huge. So in my opinion, I feel like the cabal really took over Hollywood in the late 90s, early 2000s. Janet can either refute or agree, you know, but- um, you remember that? I mean, we, we talked about the video that came out with Mel Gibson. He gets kicked out of Hollywood and then has to finance his own movie, The Passion of the Christ, uh, with that money. So, by the way, The Passion of the Christ made like a billion dollars. OK, so then he became a billionaire off of his own merit outside of Hollywood. With that money, he made the movie Apocalypto. If you watch Apocalypto, it's very similar to a lot of the strange ritualistic stuff from the Mayans about sacrificing people on the temples to the sun god. The main character in Apocalypto got saved because there just so happened to be an eclipse while he was about to get his head chopped off. Um, He's also done a lot of different, uh, you know, uh, Hacksaw Ridge, very religious based. So he's a known Christian very religious person, got cast out of Hollywood, and he's outspoken about the dark side of Hollywood. Uh, If you watch the movie Stranger Than Fiction, there's a couple of movies with Mel Gibson. That being said, as you're listening to me talking about Mel Gibson, I bet most of you have a negative opinion about him. I'm not saying he's a saint, but what I'm telling you is he is one of the ones that expose the corruption in Hollywood. What happens when you become a whistleblower? You become humiliated publicly. And this is what the system of blackmail is. If you don't fall in line, if you stray from the course, we have something on you. So what they held over, they, the, the, the they in the air, the dark side, the cabal, what they hold over you is anything. So I just want you guys to think about it. What was your darkest day? What was the worst thing you've ever said on the phone or on a message to a girlfriend when you're drunk or a boyfriend when you're drunk or whatever? 
Imagine if that got leaked publicly, what would that would do to your persona? And that was the, not only that. Imagine that. Now, I want everyone to put your son. This is a good point, Bob. I'm cutting you off. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Not to cut you off. So this is an important point. Okay. What Mel Gibson said on the recording to his daughter and blah, blah, blah. He's obviously probably drunk and screaming. And, you know, it sounds like a crazy person, you know, and everyone, that's all we hear. That's all we know. Imagine the worst conversation you ever had screaming at someone in your life, whether it was an ex-girlfriend, current girlfriend, mom, brother, sister, whatever it is, the worst conversation you've ever had when you could have been, you know, throwing out racial slurs, all of it was the only conversation that the whole world heard you publicly. Every other time they heard you was either in an interview or on a TV show or in a movie. Their only glimpse into your personal life was that one conversation that happened to leak and then tell me what the world would think of you. So everyone take a second right now and think of what that could have been and if we would still think you're a good person after that. That's kind of the point Bobby's getting to. They hold this stuff. We talk about Epstein Island when everyone's like, well, if so, someone would have leaked it, right? Like if there's these secret societies in the NBA, someone would have come out and leaked it. If these people were on Epstein Island fucking kids, someone would have leaked it. No, because they make sure to have blackmail on you and film you fucking these kids. Film you in Moloch outfits dancing with blood on you. Film you, you know, tap your phone lines and have you a horrible conversation or a horrible video uh, that was going on with you if you start to buck. So you will never break the system. You will never leave because you'll be mortified and destroyed forever. So that, Bobby, that's an important part of all this, that they have that blackmail and then they release that blackmail when you step out of line. Right. Because think of who's controlling Hollywood. And I made a reference to Andrew Jackson. A lot of people think he's an infamous president because of the Trail of Tears and things like that. But he, he also attacked the bankers. You know, and and we're talking about history. You you can't hold these people to the same moral standards of 2020 that were happening in the 1700s and in the 1800s because, you know, think about so Andrew Jackson attacks the bankers, and then the next election, all the bankers uh, fund his opposition. What does that sound like? That sounds like what happened in the 2016 election with the Clinton Foundation. All the bankers were backing Hillary Clinton. None of the bankers were all the international money was funding Hillary Clinton because Trump was going after the cabal. So you need to understand and guess guess who the enemy is of the mainstream media right now? Donald Trump. So unless you're tapped into this stuff, your initial reaction to a lot of these people is just 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 to go along with what you hear from the mainstream source what so, i've been told and yeah. let me play this for you real quick and then we'll go to janet um have you guys seen the orange man bad video oh orange yeah. man bad orange man bad Probably. the thing i posted that yeah i'm gonna play it's nowhere near it's as good so- without the visual it's so good so i'm gonna i just retweeted it but i'm gonna play it and i'm gonna tell you what's happening so it starts off when you hear orange man bad with what it's a cartoon with what looks to be like a CNN scene, right? With all reporters repeating the same thing. And then it goes to a dude on the computer, a per- regular person who's like smiling. And then they hears it and you see his brain start going, wait, wait, processing. And he gets angry. Then they show protesters and the chanting is the protesters. And then someone just walks into the scene and says something. So here. Now they show a person on the computer watching and his head's spinning and then he just turns angry. 
Now he's protesting, holding signs. Now a dude walks in in a blue shirt. And just asks why. I love that video. <laughs> so he just asked and one simple question: Why? It, all it does, like the whole thing's going on. That the, the video is amazing. I just retweeted it, so I mean, you might want to dig uh, if you're searching for it. Uh, maybe I'll pin it. See, Bobby's this is what this is the Socratic method. But all he comes in and goes, yeah. "Why?" He just goes, "Why?" And then everyone yeah. starts screaming and everything because they don't have an answer. They've just been programmed. But there are these uh, citizen journalists that that go to college campuses and they all they do is they say, "Okay, so what do you think about Trump?" Oh, I think he's racist. Why? And then they hold the microphone to him. They're like, uh, because he said, blah, blah. no, he didn't show me where he said that. Uh, yeah, Fleckus talks is a really good example. If you want to follow Fleckus talks, he does that all the time. College campus. It just exposes that they, they, they get that initial orange man bad. And then you ask a simple question. Why? Why is yeah. orange man bad? And, Dude, you can't and here's the that. thing. Just Janet, you could, you could verify this. When you talk to your liberal friend, I know some of you are liberals that are listening to this, but if you made it this far, you got to be one of the good ones. But just just calmly ask them their opinion. I do it all the time. The younger they are, the better it works. Just, ah, oh, Trump's a piece of shit. He's this and that. Why? Because he's racist. Why? It, it, you could literally, you probably got to go to like three whys because he wanted to build a wall. Well, that was Hillary and Bill Clinton and Obama's idea. Actually, they all voted for it. So Why? Oh, because uh, he's he's a sexist. He said, grabbing the pussy. Like, it, think about how clean this dude has to be, that the whole world is going after him. And the only thing they have on him is he said, grabbing the pussy on a bus and a recorded conversation to a guy that they were just fucking hanging out. Like, think how clean you have to be. Like, if they tried to come after me, they would have way more shit on me than they do on Trump. And oh, my God. Me, too. All I of would, us. I would be in so much trouble. We'd be fucked. I want to know why. Jan- I want to know why. Jan- Jan- all they have trouble. is grabbing the pussy. Why would Janet be in trouble? That's what I want to know. Oh, honey, you know how Greg and I are, and our conversations go all kinds of crazy places. <laughs> That's why I was telling him we're out to eat somewhere. I'm like, holy crap, I hope no one is listening because someone could probably get super offended really quick. Yeah, and that's what, that's why I love about us when we're off air, especially. But Janet, do you have any take on the uh, Mel Gibson thing? Do you think he was ousted out of Hollywood? Do you think he's really oh, a good guy? No, I absolutely think he was ousted out. I think he really is a good guy. And, you know, what they did to him is kind of like what the Church of Scientology does to their members um, that decide to leave the church. Anything and everything they can do to destroy you personally, that's what they're going to do. Like, you know, they've, they've even done that to Hollywood celebrities that left the church. And it was like, you know, people pick it outside their house with signs about you know, drug trafficking and drug use and whatever, even if they've never done drugs in their life or, you know, you know, whatever they can think of, basically kind of what they do to Trump, anything that they can make up to throw at you to see if something will ever stick. But that's what they do is to try to damage your brand. And that's exactly what they did to Mel Gibson. I mean, I want you guys to think about this from a real life perspective, from a rational perspective and share this with your friends who start talking about Mel Gibson. Excuse me, Mel Gibson went out and just went on rants about celebrities in Hollywood are drinking baby blood. It's their currency. They bathe in it. 
They kill children. This is the drug. The baby blood is their drug. You know, shit like that. Like, that's how deep the shit he was saying. And they just said, this dude's bad shit. This dude's crazy. Look at his tape. Look at the audio tape of him yelling at his daughter. He's a fucking lunatic. You know, Trump said, grab him in the pussy. Can't ever trust him again. Like, he's a nut job. He spelled confifi. No one even knows what that is. He can't even spell coffee. And then we end up finding out that it's coffee. Trump said to take flu medication for the coronavirus. Now we're finding out Z-Packs helped the coronavirus. Trump said that this word, and then we find out it was code. So that's the normal thing. Meanwhile, on the other side of town, we have Joe Biden, who's fucking sniffing children in front of a live camera, can't fucking speak, has full-blown dementia, is falling apart right before our eyes. Like, honestly, Bobby, I think you were the one who said it the other day. If he was my grandfather, I would beg him to retire. You know, forget about running for president of the United fucking States. I would beg him to stay home. And I'd be worried for his life, right? And that's fine. No, 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 going to go for, vote for Joe, go for Joe. You have Cardi B who fucking, it got caught and admitted to raping and drugging people, literally roofing men and drugging them and stealing their money. And she's got 50 million followers. The world still wants to hear her. And Trump said, grab him to pussy. And Mel Gibson yelled at his daughter. Like two of those people are running for president and one of the most popular people in the world on the left who did horrible things and are falling apart at the seams. The other one said something in a private conversation on a bus that was private and wasn't even supposed to be recorded that got tapped. And the other one was talking to his daughter that wasn't supposed to be recorded and got tapped, which is worse. Why are we losing our minds about two of those people? And we're like, oh, Cardi B, yeah, she roofied people, raped them, drugged them, whatever the fuck she did to them. That's fine. Stole their money. That's fine. It's okay. Joe Biden, yeah, we know he doesn't know where the fuck he is any day of the week. We know he fucks little kids. We know he's got multiple sexual harassment charges coming out against him. But go, Joe. Like, come the fuck on. It's because that's the way our culture is now. Um, people are raised up to, quote, praise celebrity and basically worship them as like a false idol or a false icon. And so whatever the media does, whatever celebrities do, oh, it's no big deal. It's okay. It's excusable because it's them. It's, it's, it's absolutely insane. I want to get to Snopes here because this ties into Snopes directly. Probably should have led with Snopes, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll get to it now. We'll spend about 10 minutes on this, then we'll call Uncle Danny and we'll shut it down. So me and Bobby, Bobby, we went down a rabbit hole the other night, right? Yes, we did. I, I, probably. Until, until what time? <laughs> so uh, you watched that uh, Cabal video, which by the way is a great video if anybody wants to watch it. It is a good video. And, and, and the unfortunate thing about the Cabal video, Bobby, is it's like a cliff note highlight, like yeah, Mickey it, Mouse version of what we talk about. Like it's not great. Like everyone keeps tagging me in it. And me and Bobby are like, I mean, it was fine. Like we knew every, I knew everything that was in there. You knew everything that was in there, right? I didn't. But learn, the unfortunate yeah. thing is, it just came out like a week ago. So now everyone's like, Tommy, is this where you got your information from? It's like, yeah, I got my seven years of screaming at you guys about this from a video that dropped on March 18th. Right. You're right. right. Yeah, that's where I got my information from. No, that's where she got her information from. Like I'm reading all our stuff and and all the uh, you know, nons and all the message boards and all the people on Twitter. She got it from our community. We what didn't get they, it from what they do do a good job is tying everything together. So, you know. And, right. and keeping and dumbing it down for people who are like brand new to it. Like it's brand a brand new, right. Yeah. It's a fantastic Conspiracy 101 video. Basically so like, like a PowerPoint talk- presentation. Right. So when I'm talking to people who don't know anything about conspiracy, I think I actually got it off your page, Janet. I think you were the one that that identified it. Yeah. And it's it's excellent for like beginners or people that 
want to know more that don't know where to look or where to start, that's yeah. a great beginning. Some it's of it's overwhelming. I, I will say this. I if, if you are a beginner or whatever you want to call it, or just new to this community, I would take it in chunks for sure. And I know it has different, right. or just in general, just any video. Don't. Well, I don't think it's as much for our listeners because I think all of our listeners at this point are like, you know, they're either coming from true reporting, coming from Tripoli, coming from Larry Johnson, or have been mercenaries for a long time, right? So most people here, 98%, know a lot of the stuff and know the details. And we've kind of slowly walked them through this process, whether it be on Twitter or over the podcast. But I think it's one of those things, like a lot of people, you guys are all seeing it, I'm seeing it. We might be seeing a little more than most people, but a lot of people around us that never gave a fuck about anything are coming to us for advice. Fucking Bobby's getting DMs about stock trading advice. Kids never traded a stock in his life, right? <laughs> so you know, everyone's coming out looking at the people who got some shit right going, Tommy, Bobby, Janet, Kurt, Ben, what the fuck is going on? Like, what's happening? And what I've been telling all of them, thanks to this video, is, guys, here's what I'm going to do, okay? I don't have time to explain to you 57 different facets of government. I need you to open your mind. I need you to not take everything as gospel, but I'm going to give you a video that I want you to go through and hear. And the best thing to do if it's someone who's a real normie, don't give them the full three-hour video. They're not going to watch it. They're going to get overwhelmed, and something's going to turn them off. So what you do is find their weak spot, find the area you think they have the most interest in. It's broken up into 10 parts, which is great. Each part has its own YouTube video. So if they're talking about like, what's going on with this Pizzagate thing? Like, what is this? Bang, there's a whole section on Pizzagate. You could just take it, rip off that one little section, send them that YouTube link. So for that, I think it's fantastic because it does the background work for us. And it's a form of confirmation. Like, it's not just me saying it. There's this video that's out talking about it. So I do think that's good. But Snopes is actually a part of that video. Um, which I was surprised they put Snopes in. Uh, it's shocking. I didn't think they would go there, but I loved it. But me I and am Bobby, not. Yeah, you no. know why? Yeah. Because they partnered with Facebook to do all of their fact checking. Right. That's why it's a relevant story now. Oh, no. I think to me and Bobby have been screaming about Snopes for a long time. I call people human Snopes. Like right. I, I say, like you're a human Snopes. The problem with Snopes, the reason it is so dangerous for those, those of you that don't know what it is, Snopes.com is the fact-checking site, but there's no one fact-checking the fucking fact-checkers, right? So it's basically this little shit-ass company with like fucking seven employees, a bunch of fucking millennial snowflake Trump haters. Me and Bobby will get into this in a second. And that's the 25-year debunking site. So it's like funny when if you actually read it and you read like, hey, is Pizzagate real? Like go to the Pizzagate thing. Go to Snopes and write in Pizzagate. And you'll see that their whole synopsis of it is, well, you know, at the end, they declare it false with a big red X. And the reason they say it's false, which should be 100% certainty, false, is because we haven't seen 100% conclusive evidence or anything real that would lead us to believe it's true. So they basically abide by the standards of it's false unless you can prove it true instead of being indifferent, not enough information, whatever it is, anything that hurts the liberals. So me and Bobby have noticed this. Janet's noticed it. Kurt's noticed it. Anyone using Snopes is an idiot. And that's the reason why everyone thinks every conspiracy theory is fake. Me and Bobby did digging till five in the morning. We were up drinking and going online. Bobby, give them some of the information about what we found. Give them the information about the founder of Snopes and his background. And then what we found till five in the morning. Well, it's like, here's the thing. And the one common thing that I saw with every single person we looked up 
is how closed off they were oh to God. either communication. They had private – who in journalism has private accounts on any social media? Um, I saw – you know, just blatant. Uh, here's the like. I, I was like fact checking their fact checking. I was looking at their resumes, and some of like some of the people on the staff were like self employed. You know, like what do you call it? Like gonzo journalists, almost like weren't even employed by any paper. I mean, their 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 resumes were just awful, and and they have no traction on any social media. It all like, and, and this is the conspiracy theory. It, it almost looks like. These are like made up. It's people, a shill company. Like a shill company. And they're all located in a very small like it's not like they're from all over the country. They're all either from Portland no. or Seattle. Portland, San Diego, Seattle. Like that's literally the whole and when we say the whole company, I started a fucking fantasy sports company two and a half years ago. This is a twenty-five year number one fact checking company in the world, supposedly. I have thirty-seven employees for a fantasy sports company. Right, which is doing research and analysis. This company has a founder, a managing editor, a story editor, assignment editor, engagement editor, operations editor. So these are all just editors. And then here's the writers. You want the long list of writers? Mm -hmm. One, two, three, four. They have four people who are writing all this shit and one newsroom assistant. That's their whole team. That's the whole team. That's the ministry editors. So what me and Bobby did, we said, you know what? Let's see who the fuck David Mickelson is. Let's see who Bob's favorite David Emery is. My favorite, Alex Kasprak, Dan Yvonne. Let's look into these people, right? Because why? Because we're a conspiracy theorist. Or are we just being an analyst and being a researcher and trying to see if these are the people that are debunking everything and they're going out and building their brand on the fact that Snopes is totally unbiased and centrist, and they have no political affiliation. Let's see who these people are. And Janet, you know the story about who the founder of Snopes is, right? And his backstory. Right. So share, share with everyone. Okay. Um, Snopes was actually founded by David and Barbara Mickelson back in 1994. It was originally founded under another company name. Um, then it became known as Snopes. And then they got into a really super messy divorce because uh, Mr. Mickelson spent $98,000 on prostitutes, one of which, um, after he was divorced, became his wife. She was a call girl and a prostitute, and her name was Alyssa Young, also known as Aaron O'Brien, and she was the Snopes administrator. <laughs> so basically, you have a guy. Now, it, does this story not sound similar to the man? Oh, wait, wait. Oh, God. Not, not done yet. All right. His fact checker at the time of initial, you know, after his divorce was over and whatnot, um, she was the only fact checker at the time. Her name was Kim LeCaprian, and she was also known as AKA Vice Vixen. So this that site means. for the majority, I mean, this was up until a couple of years ago, right? Right. Like this is for a while. Snopes basically had a porn star fact checker, a porn star executive, and a dude who married the porn star and got divorced because of $100,000 in prostitution who was also being sued for money laundering. That's who was in charge of the largest fact checking agency in the world. And to this day, 25 years later, they still only have nine employees, Right. 
So when me and Bobby saw that, it's like, what the fuck? Who's behind this? This doesn't make sense. Just like the dude from Pizzagate. Uh, I forget his name. I don't know his whole story. But uh, the dude behind Pizzagate basically was a nobody with no experience, no background or anything. Next thing you know, he's one of the most powerful people in the world, according to Forbes. Right? Like, who are these people? Billy Eilish, Post Malone, Cardi B. These people were drug addicts, suicidal hookers and shit. How are they 70 million followers in like two years? Like, where are they coming from? Because that's what they feast on. The cabal feasts on the weak and the helpless, just like the devil feasts on the weak and the helpless because they're easy to manipulate. And then they take these people, they brainwash them, they move them up the ladder. They never had anything. They make them powerful. They get videotape on them, blackmail on them, and then they have them doing their bidding. And they don't have much of a background or history for people to check on because they've been nobody their whole life. So they don't have families, half of them. They've had drug problems. And then you see that this Snopes thing, Bobby, takes over. So what me and Bobby decided to do was dig into the current employees right now. What did we find, Bob? What was that Emery guy's for? What was his name? Emery? David, your boy. You, know, you were stuck I, on David I Emery was stuck for, him for a two while. and a half hours. Here's he was literally glitching on David Emery. The reason why I'm glitching, I can't find a f- photograph of this guy anywhere. He has one photograph that he uses for anything. Facebook, no photographs with family on any of his LinkedIn. It's just this one photograph. I don't even know if it's him. Um, and when you go on his Facebook, his banner is the Q map, which is associated with QAnon, trolling. trolling QAnon. And then a lot of his tweets were sharing accounts of people that were discrediting QAnon. Um, he also did an article uh trying to discredit James Wood's Facebook account, saying James Wood's Facebook account is run in Nigeria. He's disseminating false information on Facebook. You know, this is false. When if you go, just take one click to James Wood's Twitter (laughs) account, in James Wood's bio, it says, this is my only account. Any other account on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or any other social media is not me. Is not me. So, like, (laughs) this is your source of truth? Like, they couldn't even... These are, the, these are the fact checkers, the ones who can't even check their own tweets. Now, the funny thing is there's not a single one of these people who has more than like 1,500 followers. Right. Okay? They're all nobodies. Half of them have their Instagrams, Facebooks, and Twitters blocked. Right. They're private. What kind of fucking journalist has a fucking blocked Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram? First of all, no one blocks Facebook, let alone you – know, all of them are blocked across the board. You can't find any fucking pictures on these people. They have no backgrounds. I think one person had a decent background where they actually went to college, right, Bob, for something, like for journalism. For something, yeah. I mean, right, like, yeah, like the rest of them, like, literally were doing nothing. But they didn't even have, like, high-end editorial jobs or anything, you know? They were, like, coffee Here's, getters at, like, the Seattle. Yeah, no, they're, yeah, they were not, they're all 24. Like, yeah. they're kids. They're all little hipster fucking uh, snowflakes. And do your own research, guys. Just go on to the – don't trust us. Fact check us. Go to Snopes. Just Google Snopes employees or Snopes staff. It took me two clicks to find it, and then I sent it to Bob. I mean this one dude, Jordan Likes. I think that was his name. What was his name? Jordan Lyles. Uh, Jordan Lyles. I wrote Jordan Likes. Autocorrect. Jordan Lyles. His Instagram is private. Um, I won't blow them up and give away their Instagram handles and stuff. I'll let you find it. I don't want to be fucking doxing people on here or anything. But – you know, his Twitter's been around since 2008, but he has zero tweets before 2016. Very his Facebook, same thing. August 16th, 2013. First Facebook post. But he's had Facebook since 06. 
Seven years. Seven years. I could see if on Twitter maybe uh, opened an account, never went back to it, but I doubt the senior writer for one of the biggest fact-checking organizations ever in the history of the world has only been on Twitter since 2016. Or did they scrub it, Bob? What do you think is more likely? There's an obvious, the reason why they scrub it is because of what they probably said during that seven Exactly. They just scrub. They know they're hiring liberals. They just scrub their whole Twitter. Go to these people. You can only go back so far. If you go to my, my good friend, who I did a lot of research on, Alex Kasprak, who is just fucking – I mean, keep in mind, Lyle's over there. Go to his Twitter. Every retweet is of anti-Trump shit. Everything he writes. Now, he's a little more cautious than our boy Kasprak who is one of the most uh, notorious ones there. He's the one who's open around around the globe and stuff. I mean, his Twitter, I just dare you to go scroll through Casprax. I screenshotted all this stuff. Um, but he just hates James Woods more than anyone you've ever seen. He retweets nothing but anti-Trump shit. He keeps saying, we don't want any more years of this. He actually has written, I believe, fuck Trump. Um, uh, bioweapons expert steps out about coronavirus. Step the fuck off with this shit, Dr. Mercola. Like he's literally like this is the way he talks. So he's an easy one because you can tell there's been a couple times where he had a few drinks. The the most likes I've seen on any of his tweets. This is one of the lead fact checkers for Snopes is three. Um, Bro, literally has no idea what the fuck he's Uncle doing. Danny's, Uncle Danny with 300 followers last tweet got more likes than all of these people's tweets. They have no traction. And I want people to understand this, that if this was just like a small newspaper in Seattle, I wouldn't give a shit. But this is the company that gets pushed to the front of the lines when you're fact checking or just looking something up on Google. It immediately go to Snopes. Go, oh, well, Snopes said this. It's not right. Snopes is the quote unquote ministry of truth that's talked about in the book 1984. Like they cannot be questioned. They have all the truth. Guys, just Think about what you're doing if you use Snopes as a reliable source. And I feel a 24 year old with a porn stash from Seattle is basically churning the whole entire public's opinion. Yes. Yeah. That's what you're looking at. That's right. Think about that. A single 24 year old boy with a porn stash living in a fucking probably basement in Portland, Oregon, literally has discredited Pizzagate. Okay, so what about this, Tommy? What by, about by himself? What about what shut people down say? Pizzagate by himself, right? By himself, one person sh- debunked. One person over. shut down the biggest conspiracy in the world. So what about people say? Oh, I don't check Snopes, but there are other fact-checking sites that are really reputable. What do you say to that? No, there aren't. It's this. There's no. There's no such thing. Same thing as a ministry. Guess what a newspaper is? It's supposed to be a fact-checking piece of. They're supposed to fact-check on on. Any reputable newspaper. So if you don't have the facts and you're presenting false information, guess what? Your reputation is going to inevitably suffer. You do not need anybody fact-checking you. If you go online, go on YouTube, go on Twitter, if somebody's putting out false information, all you got to do is read three or four comments down in some ways that, yeah, that's not true. And like it gets a bunch of likes. Or a YouTube video, if it's bullshit, the up-to-down vote ratio usually is indicative of how quality – of a, of a video it is. So you look at all these things, people can fact check themselves guys, but all we're saying is don't look to the fact checking sites as this ministry of truth, as the, as the almost judge and jury of whether or not something is fact or fiction. So we talked about psyops. This is a psychological operation. This is your conspiracy theorist. Like we said earlier, calling Tommy a conspiracy theorist. 
Snopes is the same thing as the word conspiracy theory, because as soon as you talk about Snopes or a fact checking site, the argument trigger, is, trigger shut down, trigger, right? Like in a video, ah! that's, that's <laughs> yeah. what happens. So it, it's fucking crazy. I mean, is this not insane, Janet? It, it is a little bit insane, but you know, there's so much information out there. People can research on their own. And stop using Google, people. Yeah, go to DuckDuckGo. Duck, that doesn't direct you to anything that Snope said wasn't true. Right. I, I you know, you want to do a trick. I'm going to give you a trick. I'm going to give you just a little test here. Okay. Uh, you two have seen or heard the the alleged John Podesta torture video, right? Right. Right. The child screaming, call me daddy. They even, Mm -hmm. there's one video that's really good where it kind of overlays the background of the screaming to the foreground of the stage where you can kind of see, like, wow, that definitely looks like it was in the same building. You know, you can even see the band members moving by and you can see their shadows in the background. Right. So, very interesting. Again, I'm not going to claim that that video is 100% John Podesta raping a child, but. You know, I hadn't seen it in a while. Not something I normally do when I'm just chilling at home, just going and Googling Don, John Podesta torture videos. So the other day I was trying to prove to a, a girl I'm talking to who's very intelligent. She leans strongly to the left, but she's very intelligent and very open-minded. And I know a lot of the debunking came from Snopes. So I started to explain to her, like, hey, do you realize this is run by a twenty-five bunch of 25-year-old kids and a bunch of people from the porn industry? Like, that's who runs Snopes. They're, they're nothing. They're not even a company. They could literally run out of my house. They can run out of my living room. I I have 12 people over at my house for UFC every Saturday night when sports are going on. That's bigger than the Snopes staff. Correct. Okay. So my group of friends to watch UFC is bigger than the largest fact-checking organization in the country. They should have hundreds and thousands of people, honestly. For each story, Bob, there should be 30 people on it. Each story. If you're the number one in the world... Each story for Pizzagate, there should have been 1,500 people on that story, all coming back with information, meeting in a room, looking like uh, Charlie from Always Sunny in Philadelphia with fucking strings on a bulletin board, piecing everything together. Instead, there's one kid with a fucking hemp hat going, oh, fuck these motherfuckers. They're trying to take down Hillary. Uh, Yeah, nope, that hasn't been proven. That hasn't been proven. We debunk it. Dink, dink, stamp, false. They so, rely on the laziness of the American public. They think you're going to. It took cook. me you three hours, Bob. But who who else has three hours? Twenty minutes. Everybody else does. They go on it Google. It took us twenty minutes to debunk Snopes and right. three hours to find all the writers were frauds. Right, right, right. But why does well, no one what do else they do? do they research? click on the Snopes. They click on the Snopes. They scroll down a little bit. They see that red stop sign that says false, and that's it. And that's it. And they're out. Right. Done. They're out. That's why they put the stop sign at the top. Usually, you'd put something like that at the bottom, wouldn't you? Right. And you, you know what that stop sign is? The- that stop sign is the same thing as saying conspiracy theory. That's It's a oh, symbolic no. version of the word conspiracy theory. It shuts Why down the argument. You, yeah. When we do a draft article for fantasy, right? If you're writing an article, you want people to read it, right? Right. You don't want people to read the headline and bounce. So when I'm writing a draft report on a prospect, I'm not going to give them the grade right out the gate. I'm going to put the grade at the bottom. Hmm. Right. Because I want them to read the information. And then at the bottom, it gives you the grade like A plus. Right. So, you know, you're an idiot if you put the grade at the top. Why do you think they put the stop sign before the article? Because right. they don't even want you to read the article. They just want you to get the fuck out of there. Right. And, and this is the whole point that no one ever thought, let me see what this source is. Let me see who these people are. And it's fucking crazy that they control the world. Yeah. 
Snowden's controls the world. Have you been on Instagram, either uh, Janet or, or or you, Tom, and have yeah. and scrolling and it says um, before you can see the image, it says we we can fact check this image and we've noticed that there's either like disinformation or misinformation. Right, yes. So you click on the image and then it shows the image and below it it says this has been fact checked. This is false. And it only happens on two accounts for me. And one's Millennial Republicans. And the other one is his name is Seth Rich. And both of which are either, you know, right wing or conspiracy. It, ha- it happens to me all the time where I can't even look at the image on Instagram without clicking uh, a fact checking button where it says that it's been debunked underneath it. That, I mean, it's, that's, just, it's getting creepy. It's unbelievable that no one really takes that extra layer. So those of us that are conspiracy theorists, which again, to give you the definition, taking a situation that looks to be unharmful or unlawful and examining it, that's all it is, have basically debunked Snopes. So now from now on, you can consider Snopes officially debunked by people with more journalism, more media experience, and who are older and better at everything than the people who are behind Snopes. Think about it like this. The four of us talking right now is one third of their staff. (laughs) Like, right, yeah, and Kurt's not even here, so it's, it's like the three of us are one third of this. Sure, yeah. uh, I think Kurt dropped off, so I'm probably had kids crying in the background and have to go. Yeah, but uh, so so yeah, that's just fucking insane. Make sure you talk to your liberal friends about this. Um, I think we're already at two eleven. I don't think we'll bring Danny into the next one. Yeah, Kurt's here. Danny's funny with Kurt here too, so uh, I don't want to drag this out too long. But uh, Janet, anything else you wanted to add? Anything else you want to talk about about this? I just want to tell everybody again, thank you so much um, for for listening to the podcast, for watching the Periscopes, um, for following everyone's threads and tweets and, and whatnot. The messages that you send, um, very supportive. And thank you for all of that. Yeah. And continue to follow at Deplorable Janet. She is the queen bee. She is the most smartest one of all of us. And Bobby's been doing some really cool fireside chats on Twitter, more intimate group. Uh, I think your last one, Bob, got about 5,000 views. Um, and the nice thing is it is was only 11, 200 000? people at a time. What's up? It's at 11,000. 11,000 views, right? And it's only about 200 people at a time live. A lot of the people are watching it on demand. A lot of people come in for 20 minutes and leave and come back and stuff like that. Uh, I was in there for a couple hours the other night. It's a great little environment where there's a lot of good information in there. Uh, and we're going to, this is, we're testing this, right, Bobby? Right. This is like, yeah, your it's test a, run. I'm in the beta phase of it. Cause, yes. the, cause the thing is it's interactive. So if you come in and, and check it out, uh, you can leave topics you want to talk about in, in the chat, or if you just want to make fun of us in the chat, that's fine too. We've had people actually join the group and actually talk. So I've had Tommy, Janet, my buddy, Brian, Nick's been, and, uh, you know, other people have come in and actually talked and, and shared some of their information and it, it just, it's been a blast. So, um, I appreciate everybody that's joined in on that. So, uh, those are usually more impromptu, but if you follow my Twitter page, I'll usually announce it either the day before or earlier that day that we're going live that night. And I'll be, I'll be retweeting it also and, you know, trying to get it out there to you guys. But I, I just think it's fun because it's what we're about to do. We've been talking about how, you know, uh, you guys saw me do it on some level with the, fantasy company and the gambling company, right? Like I, my philosophy is, you know, hire the best people, you know, you don't have to be the show, hire people smarter than you, and then you don't have to do everything. Right. And the beauty of this is Janet's smarter than me. Bobby's smarter than me. The people they know are smarter than me. So it's, it's a nice little situation where Bobby's got a couple friends who are really good with this stuff. Half the people who listen to the pod are smarter than I am. Janet's brilliant with it. 
So this is, we're going to start a whole organization for No Mercy. Uh, we actually just purchased the website today, right, Bobby? Don't tell <laughs> yeah. them. Don't tell them. Don't tell oh, them. No, I'm not saying anything. We love it's it. It's a surprise. It. Yeah, it's a surprise. We love it. It's fucking awesome. So uh, we're going to expand the No Mercy podcast, and we're going to turn this into, um, I mean, InfoWars, basically, right? <laughs> like, that's really what we're looking to do. We're looking to become the news uh, and then start building a team with Larry Johnson and all the other guys that are out there. I'm really blowing this up. So this is kind of the first beta run of Bobby just doing some small stuff, which is going to be on the site. We'll have, you know, gold and platinum and silver and free, and there'll be all kinds of stuff. So this is our first test um, that we're doing. It's been going really well. So uh, keep in mind, we're usually drunk. Bobby's usually stoned. It's very impromptu, (laughs) very casual, no script. Janet's fucking drunk. I'm drunk. Bobby's drunk. So good time. So make sure you check that out. Uh, Also, get over to uh, at True Reporting. Uh, you can go to the website. You can subscribe uh, on uh, YouTube. Uh, I have the video pinned. Uh, really good interview over there. want to thank Larry Johnson, Nick Hinton, and all the guys that have been on the podcast recently. If you haven't listened to prior episodes, go check that out. Again, we don't have a Patreon right now. We don't have ads that we're running. Uh, we will soon, but for right now, we don't. So the best way to support us right now is by liking, subscribing, writing a review, downloading subscriptions are important to us guys. I know a lot of people don't get it because you don't run a podcast. Why is everyone always asking us to subscribe? The reason why is because your, your rankings and everything we've jumped into the top 10 in the sports category. I mean, that's fucking insane. You know how many podcasts there are in the country. We're in the top 10 right now because of you guys, but the way that's judged is by downloads and reviews. So the more you review and if you download, if you subscribe you don't have to download. It auto-downloads whenever you do it. So we want everyone to subscribe so we can get all those downloads. The bigger the show gets, the bigger the guests we can get, and the, and the better the quality of the content will be for you, where we can hopefully start bringing on fucking Alex Jones and people like that for you guys. But uh, really appreciate you. Love you guys. We're having a lot of fun with this. The apocalypse is coming, but it's a good thing for us. So the one piece of advice I'll give you before we leave, and I want each of you, if you have one, to give a tip for the potential darkness. Uh, I don't know if you guys have thought about it or if each one of you want to go first. Just any type of tip and any type of area for a potential 10 days of darkness, which could be coming as soon as next Wednesday. Janet? That means Bob doesn't have anything. <laughs> no, I got something. I'm yielding <laughs> to the woman. Start. Give her a second. I'm, I'm, I'm yielding the woman to the woman. That's what no, we do. I, no, you, no go actually, ahead, Bob. You're actually throwing her in front of traffic is what you're doing. Okay. so Because uh, I didn't right. expect you guys to have something planned. So you're supposed to be like, Janet, you know what? I'll say mine while you give you a few minutes to think about it. What, are we ordering at a restaurant right now or something? No, you're just a dick. You never walk in front of the woman. You always <laughs> all right. Me. All right. So what I'm going to say is if, he, if the darkness occurs – Literally, go outside. Enjoy the air. Get some vitamin well, D. Can, get some Bob. sunlight. Yes, you can. I got a. I got a porch. Yeah. You can. They're not going to literally make. Okay. Okay. If, so get a porch. They're not going to make you stay in your house. Okay. Yes, they are. No, they're not. No. If there's ten days of darkness, there's not going to be a military guy outside my house saying you Full can't stay in house my- quarantine. How do you have? Okay. Quarantine. What are you going to do with animals, Tommy? If you have an animal. They yeah, shit in the house. Oh, they shit in the house. Okay, so there goes it. <laughs> blows your fucking theory. So if you, well, I mean, honestly, if they make, yeah, go on. If, go on. If, if you cannot go outside, do something creative that you've always wanted to do. Write that song, write that book, right, paint that great. picture. Right. There you go. Anything like that. Read that book, you know, that you've always wanted to read, but it's been sitting in your house for seven fucking years. You know, um, anything like that. Um, and if and if you're with a family member, just you know, cherish the time that you have with them. 
Yeah, I would stock up on board games and stuff right now just to prepare for something like that. But keep in mind the ten days of darkness, Janet. We could, it could. I know this is the extreme version. Me and you seem to be the highest percentage on it. We may be without all internet, all phone, and all television. So, Janet, what do you think these people should or could do to prepare or endure through that ten days? You know what i I welcome that because. I really hate technology. Bob can tell you I am a technology idiot and I admit that I hate it. Um, so him and I were talking about that when I first got here today, it would be no different for me because I don't care. <laughs> you I, don't know how to use it. I, anyway. don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I don't know how to use it. I don't know. There are reasons you're, you're, you're at Bob's house to record this right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have the equipment and stuff because, you know, and, and it's not any different for me than what my daily life is. You know, I enjoy being outside. I enjoy, you know, making things or fixing things or cooking or, you know, spending time with the kids or, you know, whatever. I, just enjoy it. Take a take a stress break. Like my daughter is so wound up about being so bored. And I'm like, yeah, but think of how busy you normally are and and relax. Take a breath for once. I think Prince put it best, you know, that whole like this country needs no TV for a day or a week. Like just right. we need everyone to fucking unplug and just like reset. Right. Like everything needs yeah, a reset. It's button. peaceful. Yeah. It's peaceful when you do that. And you don't have, you know, all the negativity of social media or, you know, the hate around a lot of people, even at the grocery store, people are mm -hmm. super hateful. A lot of times just enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it's something that you should look forward to. I mean, if you talk about like monks and people going through spiritual journeys and all that kind of stuff, what's one of the keys that is, universal amongst anyone who's going through a spiritual awakening, even if you're talking about prayer, a short prayer is silence, right? Like that's, right. that's the key. Like to, you can't really look inward if there's too many distractions outward, right? So you got to shut the world down. You don't meditate in a fucking concert, right? So this is a good thing for all of us, but I'm going to tell you guys one thing as someone who I, I did say this on another show, but I don't know if you heard it. So my, my biggest piece of advice for someone like me, and I think most of the millennial listeners or Gen X listeners especially, I think boomers will be in, have an easier time with this because you guys are more normal. You know, like you didn't grow up on technology. You're not on social media, Facebooking your friends and stuff. It's a little more old school. So that's going to throw us back to a real old school time before our grandparents with no TV, no internet and all that. But what I would say is start practicing now. That's the key. So if you're used to, I'm the type of person, I don't know what it is. It's it's some mental block. When I walk in a room, I have to turn the TV on. Like it's the first thing I do is turn the TV on. I have three TVs, a hundred, what, a 200 inches of TVs in my fucking living room. I'm a TV whore. I have not been using the TV for the last five days. And it's funny. This is the time where I found God. I feel like I'm on my path. Bobby's probably getting sick of hearing it because I call him about it every night. Like this is it. This is the calling. This is my calling. I'm a messenger of God. Right, Bob? So practice. It happens every night. Yeah. Practice. Turn the TVs off. Practice now. Turn the phone off for a fucking few hours. Practice now so that when it happens, if it happens, you're not hitting the culture shock that all the fucking snowflakes and the millennials and the morons are going to hit. Start getting yourself ready. Stock up on books. Stock up on video games. If it doesn't happen, who gives a fuck? You're still fine. Put them in the closet. Read them later. 
but that would be yeah, the time like Bobby. You said. know what? Yeah. That's, that's something that, that people can actually look forward to practicing every day in their life from now on, like have a, have a, you know, time for reflection every single day, whatever you decide to do during this particular time, set aside that same time throughout the rest of your life to do the same thing. Right. And that's, and it's, and that's important. I mean, and you know, the first thing everyone's going to do is go run and stock up on food. Like, that's fine. Go stock up on food. Listen, if you get fucking 10 boxes of pasta, you'll be fine for fucking 10 days. Right. Right. Yeah. Go stock your house. Like you're going to die. The big thing is stock up on board games, stock up on books, stock up on, you know, anything you think you'd have to do if you were like going camping for a week and you were going to be candles, candles, right? Aroma, scented thing, think calming influences, you know, things that are really going to keep you stable, start practicing. It's going to be great if it happens. It's going to be great if it doesn't, no matter what happens. It's going to be great. Stay positive. Storm is coming. Storm is upon us. It's interesting. Here we go. One, we go. Oh, yeah. On, oh, it's, it's interesting that you say that because they're leaving places like Hobby Lobby open as an essential, uh, as exactly. essential establishment. So you have things that are like crafty, like, you know, like they're leaving those open as essentials. You're like recreation is an essential, you know, it is, it is something that we need to do. So just take the time to be recreational, you know? And yeah. honestly, I think another piece of advice, uh, again, we'll do another podcast before this, but we're winding down here. Might as well give a couple tips out. If you're, if you have, I, the, the thing that worries me a little bit is that I do know a lot of people who have sick family members, right. sick parents, um, and they're freaking out going, well, what the fuck? If you're right, Tommy, are they going to let me go to my dad? Are they going to let me go to my mom? And I don't know. I really don't know the answer to that. So like I told my mom who also, uh, her, her boyfriend has a house down the shore. And I told her, I was like, mom, get the fuck out of here. Like they just opened a coronavirus testing center in her town in North Jersey. Like. I'm like, you're in the eye of the fucking storm. Like if there's going to like, just get the fuck out of here. Like you have a house down the shore where there's much less people per square foot. It's much less densely populated. And there's a lot more Republicans with guns down there than they're up in fucking Libtard area up here. So I told her to get the fuck out. She won't. I know she won't. But guys, prepare ahead. Like we, we kind of know a date that it might happen, right? Like, you know, by Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, it's time to prepare. And then if by Thursday or Friday it doesn't happen, we're probably not going to see it, right? Like I, it's either going to happen on that date or it's not going to happen in my opinion, right? You guys feel the same way? Yeah, I mean I, I I do. And the thing is is that even if the quote-unquote darkness doesn't happen, it seems like we're going – we're directioning – directioning. We're, we're heading towards the direction of a quarantine or a lockdown right. of some kind. So Right. And in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, especially, are in that area. So the advice would give, if you're that worried about your parents right now and you think we're going to get locked down and quarantine and there's going to be riots, pack a bag, get the fuck over there now. Or do what I do and become best friends with a doomsday prepper. <laughs> right, yeah. They're like, ready. Get the fuck near them now. Or Listen, you don't need to go there right now. It's not going to happen and there's going to be like metal doors that come from the sky and shut you in like in a movie. Like – They've been saying like the tweet's going to go out and you're going to have some time. There's going to be people at work. There's going to be people on the road. There's going to be people, you know, two hours from home. You're going to have an hour or two to get where you need to go, right? They're not going to just everyone stand where you are and get inside. Like it's not going to happen like that. They're going to say everyone's got till six o'clock to get in the house and then everything's on shutdown. So be prepared. Have the bag packed. Have the insulin packed. Have some food that you need to bring packed. The books you want to bring. Have it all packed. Be a doomsdayer for a day. And have it ready in the closet 
So that way, if you do see my fellow Americans, dot, 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 get the fuck over to your mom's house. So that's the advice I would give you. Final words, Janet. I'm just going to say, I don't know if we're going to lose the internet and all that kind of stuff. Like I said, I kind of more tend to think that the 10 days of darkness are going to be a scoop up of really dark, evil, deep state, nasty people. That's kind of what I'm leaning toward. Um, But even so, like I said, take time every single day. Just reflect, give thanks. Uh, If you're religious, give thanks for every blessing that you have. A roof over your head, food in your stomach, clothes on your back, you know, whatever. And, and be mindful of others. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't take that much to just be nice. Bobby, final word. In the last week, I've met five neighbors that I've lived in close, close proximity with for two years that I never would have. So this is like, it's a very strange time, but like down here, everybody's acting very peaceful. So it's actually a really good time for, for, for people to communicate with, you know, you know, like just slow down. Just slow right. everything down. Slow. That's what, that's what that's what Memphis, Tennessee needs to slow down. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to slow. Fucking hey, from New York, man. I go down there and I'm like, guys, fucking talk faster. Let's ah. go. <laughs> yeah, slow down, Memphis. You're going way too fast for us New Yorkers. Come on, Bob. No, that's it. I, and and on, honestly, like on a lighter note, the Corona draft shit is so so much fun. So if you guys want to do like yeah, a house Corona draft league or like get some people that have been pay attention to the podcast and get a couple teams together. It's hilarious. Find and- people on Twitter, guys. Go to the note when we post the pod. Like, go get each other. Like, even if you don't know each other, who cares? You don't have to do it for money. You can do it for fun. Like, when we're yelling about points, this isn't, like, a game or orchestrate. Like, we're actually pissed off at each other. Like, I actually oh, got yes, a little pissed that. off in our text thread over an argument <laughs> over an Oprah point. <laughs> over, a, over a proximity point. But, uh, yeah, and I'm sitting there in the pre-show going, fuck, is Biden going to die yet or what? I know, <laughs> I was like, Tommy, I really need the queen to die. I really need need the queen to die. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so so that's it, guys. I've already said enough words. I don't need a final word. Uh, I'm going to try and end this recording without fucking the whole thing up. Kurt dropped off, so who knows? He probably already fucked the whole thing up. But for Bob, for Deplorable Janet, for Kurt, follow No Mercy Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me at Tommy G, at Deplorable Janet, at Bob's Lessons, and at the Bod No Mercy Uncle Danny. Sorry, we didn't have time to get you on this podcast too long. And me and Bobby got plans. He just texted me. Are you guys still on? I'm going to bed here shortly. (laughs) Poor guy. We just kept him up. So for the crew, I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay questioning, motherfuckers. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Ain't, ain't no mercy.